It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good morning and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As the focus shifts back to Glasgow's big two Rangers head to Tannadice Looking to keep their unbeaten run going And stretch the lead at the top Celtic welcome Kilmarnock Poking to build on signs of recovery Shown on Thursday Hibs, St Mirren, Aberdeen and Livy Were among the big winners in yesterday's Premiership I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me this morning is Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Evans. As you were Rangers have brought back the big hitters They want to go 16 points clear of Celtic 15 points clear of Hibs Then it's Celtic's turn To prove Thursday night offered a hint Of better to come But how many of the team who beat Lille Will start the game against Kilmarnock Whatever the team The objective is the same Win or else Yeah Hugh's right Win or else And I'm looking forward to today I'm looking forward to see how Rangers Handle going to Tannadice They've had no problems anywhere else They've went even in Europe this season But Tannadice, I said yesterday Has mixed emotions for Rangers Some good memories, some bad memories Bit of bad blood between the team And historical problems Stephen Gerrard alluding to that today How he's found out about that So how did he handle that situation I don't expect there to be any problems And over to Celtic Park Will the protest take place? Will the players arrive To hordes of fans outside Booing them in? Who knows? But one thing's for sure Nothing less than three points will do for the Celtic sports today. An interesting day ahead, Gordon, you've got to say. Um, it's not even Christmas, and every weekend is pressure day, and it starts today as well. Rangers have got a great opportunity. 16 points looks a lot. I know that Celtic play this afternoon. They'll come under a lot of pressure if Rangers get three points on the board, and it's up to Celtic to respond and take a bit of positivity of Thursday night's victory. Interesting to see the team Everybody will be looking forward to that I just think we're in for a cracking afternoon of football We are indeed And it kicks off in just over 10 minutes time At Tannadice Dundee United against Rangers Let's go to the stadium And speak to Alex Ray and Alison Conroy Who has the teams Good morning from Tannadice yeah, Changes as expected for Rangers for this one Six changes from that win in the Europa League against Lech Poznan on Thursday night One change for Dundee United after that defeat at Livingston last weekend So the teams, first of all, for Rangers It's Alan McGregor in goal A back four of James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Leon Balogun and Borna Barisic The midfield three of Scott Arfield, Stephen Davis and Glenn Kamara And up top it will be Kimar Roof, Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent on the bench for Rangers today, McLaughlin, Basse, Halander, Patterson, Zungu, Aribo, Hadji, Defoe and Itten. For Dundee United, it's Ben Sigrist in goal, a back five of Liam Smith, Mark Conley, Ryan Edwards, Mark Reynolds and Jamie Robson. In the midfield, Ian Harkis, Giando, Fuchs and Adrian Sporrell, with Mark McNulty supporting the lone striker of Lauren Shankland. On the bench for United, Dennis, Powers, Perry, Nielsen, Watson, Hutchinson, Duffy, Smith and Malcolm. Alex Ray, absolutely no surprise when you see that Rangers team in the six changes. Yeah, not at all. I said yesterday, Alison expected all the big guns to come back in to contention today and it's exactly the way it's panned out. Yeah, Stephen Gerrard's shown a lot of respect. I think Mark Wilson in the studio says, you know, it's been difficult times up here. There is a historical rivalry and uh, Rangers will be looking to extend that league to 16 points. Yeah, when you look at the Dundee United team, Obviously there's that one change It's as yeah. you would expect from Dundee United They've had decent form this season They obviously had that defeat a week ago What can they do this afternoon against a Rangers side who are so in form? 
Yeah, well, they have to get balls into the box for McNulty and Shanks. I think that's been a key problem. Nicky Clark's out today, scored nine goals this season. Shankland's got two. McNulty's still to get up and running. Yeah, I just feel as if it's going to be a really difficult afternoon for Dundee United. They'll try and uh, consolidate at the back. They'll go with the back five uh, out of possession. Uh, and they'll try and get Smith to come up uh, and, and Robson on the left-hand side to get support to these front guys. But uh, set plays again, I think it'll be crucial. Uh, you've got Edwards, Reynolds, Conley, all very aggressive for United. So that's something that Rangers will have to be mindful of. So that is the changes, Gordon. Six for Rangers from that midweek Europa League win, just that one for Dundee United. Alex Ray, we've said it time and time again, it doesn't really matter how many changes Rangers make. There's not a great deal of, of debate or discussion to surround them at best you could make a case and say Cedric Eaton maybe some people thought he would have stayed in after his exploits the other night but I think the stats speak for themselves Rangers have used 25 players in league games this season that is usually the type of number you associate with a side who is inconsistent and who is disrupted and who can't find their best team but it's the opposite for Rangers at the moment yeah, you tend to find that this is the case with Rangers at the moment, Gordon. You know, they're changing four or five players per game, uh, but it's seamless. Uh, but again, I look at this team, and I, for me, this is probably as strong as Rangers can actually go at the moment on current form. You know, Stephen Davis comes back in, Tavernier, Alan McGregor's the number one. And then you look at the front three, you know, if I'm, if I'm uh, Conley, Edwards and Reynolds looking at Kmar Roof, Morelos and Kent coming back into the mix, you'll think to yourself, oh my God, you know, but... It, Listen, we've been up here, it's quite a windy day, uh, so you know that'll be a factor as well, but you just, I just can't see uh, Rangers uh, dropping any points here today. We talk about you know the, the perceived big hitters coming back, you mentioned you think this is Rangers' strongest 11 at the moment, in particular Goldson, Tavernier, Kent, they're the only three I think that have started every single league game, so they're the ones that always tend to be nailed on, aren't they? Yeah, without doubt, but when you look at the numbers as well, Gordon, uh, Golson for me is the number one centre-half, he's leading the back line brilliantly, Tavernier's uh, 16 goals, 12 assists, and then Ryan Kent's kind of starting to pitch in with some real good numbers as well, but he's a threat going forward the other way, Gordon, he, if you go back to Thursday night, you know, the, the, the players that were playing up top, like Hadji, Arebo, like to come towards the ball, Ryan Kent likes to run in behind, and as for defenders, particularly in the wider areas, if they can get exposed, you want to get Conley out in the wider areas, you want to try and get Reynolds on the other side as well, so... That'll be a ploy what Rangers will try and adopt today because you don't want to keep coming towards the ball because that suits this back line of Dundee United. Do you even begin to build a case for for Dundee United? We should never get too carried away. This is football and that's why we love it because you know, unpredictable things can happen. Um, but you know all the usual sort of cliched reasons have been and gone for Rangers, whether it's being at home, whether it's away, whether it's a full-strength team whether it's a change team, whether it's after Europe, whether it's not, nothing really seems to make any difference. Yeah, absolutely, Gordon. I think I think from a media point of view, we can see easily sit back here and we can go, oh, this is our strongest team for Steven Gerrard. It's a case of you have to put the hard yards in, you have to apply yourself properly, you have to come up here, it's an early kick-off, you know, there's no crowd, you have to motivate yourself. And these are the things that Steven Gerrard will be reiterating, but... As I said, over, over the years, uh, uh, coming up to Dundee United, you've actually seen some results that have come right out of the blue, and they have to be mindful of that, they have to respect the opposition, and they have to be on the front foot. There, haven't, there hasn't been many uh, performances this year where I've looked at and went, right, OK, they've come off the pace there and it's cost them dearly. I don't see the evidence of that, and this is a team that are actually on the front foot, and if they go about their business in the right manner... I think they'll overwhelm Dundee United. How much of this is about that winning habit, Alex? Does does do these games 
don't want to say they become easier But w- when you go into a game like this On the back of this run sh- Surely that confidence just breeds confidence And then it, it, it just sort of keeps rolling on at A snowball effect if you like Yeah, you're going into games thinking Bring on the next game You know, we can uh, um, 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 impact on the game very early doors I think that's one of the things that Rangers have done brilliantly Is they've managed to get a goal early doors, Gordon Settled everyone down And they've just went from strength to strength But you know, as I keep reiterating, I think there has to be an air of caution because you never know what can actually happen up here. But the, the key word is belief. The guys in the studio will tell you that as well. You go into games, you go in there with confidence, they're free-flowing, they're scoring goals, there's rotation. You have a full squad of players, you'll not get anyone that's unhappy about what's actually going on at the moment. And I think that does bodes well. You've got a coaching uh, team who actually believe in the structure. Everyone's playing to their maximum, their optimum, and they're getting really positive results. So, again, it's confidence. Certain things I never, ever, ever thought I would see in the studio on a Sunday morning. We're supposed to be talking football. It's supposed to be serious. Gordon DL has just pulled down his trousers. He showed it to Mark Wilson. Mark Wilson says it's massive. I can't believe he got his scar out in the studio, Hugh. Well, I, I made a foolish mistake. I made a foolish mistake. I was watching the football on the telly there, so I, I, I missed this sort of spectacle. Is it? He's won a picture. Of the, of the scar, it's the scar, it's the hip operation Just yeah, just to clear yeah. that up It's a belter um, The scar, definitely the scar um, <laughs> I, I, We are all worried about six hours more than that We're not off till six o'clock You with that new hip, you've got the crutch How on earth are you going to stand there till six o'clock? I've got a wee seat, I've got my water bottle in with me So I'm prepared Yeah but the desk is set at the height for the rest of us to stand So if you suddenly sit down Then you're, you're, you're going to miss the mic You're going to be <laughs> well, well I think that'll be The best the, you've ever seen To the favour to every uh, person Listening, I think you'll be delighted. I'm feeling 30 years younger just standing here. (laughs) (laughs) If you get the one that size, you. I've really lost the plot already. It's 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 five to midday. Uh, Hugh, big game up at Tannadice. Obviously, Alex outlining the reality for Dundee United. They may well do something tomorrow, uh, today. You have to leave that possibility open. You just can't really see where it comes from at the moment. Well, I'd like anyone to write down on a sheet of A4 paper or anything smaller the case for Dundee United they lost 4-0 at Ibrooks in September I think that margin might be on again for Rangers today 26 games 26 without losing any of them from Stephen Gerrard's perspective I know you 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 say it all the time but I cannot see anything other than an away win it's the clean sheets Mark Wilson more than anything you know you you could potentially build a case around if, if you see that they're, they're conceding one or two here and there And you think well maybe if they have an off day in the, in the opposition box uh, you know, Then it could flip But I think is it 20 clean sheets in the 26 games And by yeah. the way that's including European you know, trips It's remarkable I said in uh, Thursday night when we were watching the game That you know, I was fascinated by how Rangers go about their business They don't even seem to concede that many chances Never mind goals, chances They conceded one the first half on Thursday night And it's been pretty much like that domestically as well And it's not just the back four I think that midfield three And the front three You know chip in With that defensively uh, And it's, it just gives you A solid base to build on And when you've got guys Like Tavernier and Barisic Who know Can bomb forward Knowing Having the confidence That their midfielders Are going to plug those holes mm-hmm. That's where Rangers Are getting so many Assists from But mm-hmm. it's uh, It's something That a manager loves I mentioned Jim Goodwin Yesterday 1-0 victory 
clean sheets are things that managers and coaching staff love and Rangers are just piling them up game by game. If you're looking at this being the strongest 11, Alex, I'm just looking for any possible uh, you know, sort of the discussion point around that. Is, is there any chance that Morelos is slightly looking over his shoulder at Cedric Eaton's progress? I know that Morelos is, is performing a different role this season. He's dropping deeper. People are very happy with that. Is, is there any way that that position's up for grabs soon? Uh, not for me, Gordon. I think he uh, is doing enough to want his uh, position in the team. I know that as a centre-forward, Gordon, I love the fact that he comes off the pitch, he's miserable, he hasn't scored again. There's a bigger picture here. Rangers are trying to get this title wrapped up. And he, he's a focal point in this. It, it allows Kmart Roof, and I think he's brought another dimension as well to the team because the amount of uh, legroom that this guy puts in, you know, he's charging down the channels, he comes short, Morelos goes short, Morel, uh, Kent and Roof are looking to go in behind. And uh, I, I just like the whole kind of feel about the way Rangers are going at the moment. But he'll be looking to try and get amongst the goals, Gordon, because that is what he is known for. Right, let's hear from both managers then, starting with the home boss, Mickey Mellon. It's a challenge, but exciting. I love football. And football's all about a challenge. We have an idea, we guess, about how we think. History tells us how you think this game will go. Now, we have a way that we think that the game against Rangers will go. And we'll set the tactics against that and try and overcome that. And we know, because we're playing against Rangers and who are flying high at the minute, we're going to have to get that right, an awful lot of that right. And then on top of that, we're going to have to be good at that and then retain some kind of threat to them that if we do get that right and we come out of that right, we look like causing them problems as well. A tough game. Um, obviously, there's there's some rivalry there. We expect a bit of needle in the game, which we welcome. Um, you know, Mickey Mellon's an experienced manager. He's been around for a long time. Good manager. I think he's come in and done ever so well at Dundee. Uh, it's a shame that he won't be there on the side, um, obviously for COVID reasons. Um, but we expect him to have his team well drilled. Um, they'll be competitive and they've got good players. So um, we're expecting a real tough challenge. Teams are out, kick off very soon. Let's get a quick recap with Alex and a Alex and Alison. Yeah, the teams are out for Dundee United, Ben Sigrist in goal, a back five of Liam Smith, Mark Conley, Ryan Edwards, Mark Reynolds and Jamie Robson. In the midfield, Ian Harkis, Gerando Fuchs and Adrian Sporrow with Mark McNulty supporting the lone striker of Lauren Shankland. For Rangers, Alan McGregor in goal, a back four of James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Leon Balogun and Borna Barisic. In the midfield, Scott Arfield, Stephen Davis and Glenn Kamara. Up top, Kimar Roof, Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent. Alex Ray, we've spoken about it. Can you see anything but an away victory this afternoon? No, I fancy Rangers strong today, Alison, and uh, I think they'll have too much for Dundee United over the piece. But my experience tells me you can never count your chickens. Uh, because as you listen to Mickey Mellon there, he's talking about uh, trying to get something going in the other direction. As the players take the knee before kick-off and we're almost underway here at Tannadice. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The game at Tannadice just drawing to a close. We're into the final of the two minutes added on. And it would take something pretty drastic from here, Gordon. No, it's not going to happen. I've got to say that I'm a bit disappointed if you were Dundee United. Five minutes, six minutes, even ten to go. Look, you're 2-1 down, you're at home. Start start taking risks, Gordon. Start throwing bodies forward. Start getting the ball up there. If it has to be route one, ask a question. Dundee United look like a team that 
I'll come off that part and say, yeah, we're quite happy today. We've yeah. not we've not took a sore one off Rangers. Rangers have beat better teams than us by more goals. Um, we fought right to the end. I just think that's pathetic for a team. I, I, I think you've got to go and have a go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm so, not but hold on. At, at what point do you take the quality of the opposition into account? So, is every team in the league pathetic? Because no, none of them no, have been able to have no, a go. No, I'm talking about you know changing your system, getting bodies up there. Okay, they had a free kick there. But if you don't have guy. the ball, it's quite difficult. Yeah, but some, somewhere along the line, you're going to get the ball. You've got to take chances. That's all I'm saying. I, I think, just uh, think I just think Dundee United look like a team that's settled. Forty get beat to uh, one. Mark, they're, they're coming as close as anyone has really in terms of putting bodies forward. Are they not? Just in the last few minutes, but um, right. Hold on. Full time. Let's go to Tanadice and get the story with Alison and Alex. Full time at Tanadice. Dundee United one, Rangers two. Another victory for Rangers, but they passed up a lot of chances in the second half to make it even more convincing. It was an early chance for Dundee United that started things off. Both Conley and Reynolds had a chance, but the danger was cleared. Con- Kimar Roof couldn't then quite connect, yards out and the ball went past for Rangers. Then Alan McGregor out his goal, Liam Smith shot from distance, it went just past before James Tavernier put Rangers ahead in the 26th minute. A wonderful curling free kick into the top corner from around 30 yards. Kimar Roof then came close for Rangers before Liam Smith made it 1-1 in the 33rd minute, equalising with a lovely shot in off the post. James Tavernier then a shot off the bar from over the bar from Ryan Kent's cross before the break before Connor Goldson made it 2-1 just on half time heading in from Tavernier's free kick into the second half and it was all Rangers they had a penalty claim early on as Goldson was brought down in the box but Steve McLean waved play on Connor Goldson then fired over from a free kick Morelos had a chance but he couldn't get it away he then had another chance but it failed to connect from a cross completely missed kicking the ball before just a yard out and he missed again Connolly then headed Scott Arfield's effort off the line before Arfield had a header off the post himself so in the end it was another victory for Rangers full-time Dundee United 1 Rangers 2 Alex Ray at times in the first half particularly didn't get it all their own way in the second half chance after chance for Rangers yeah that would be a source of frustration uh, for Steven Gerrard you know they created numerous chances and when it, whilst it was only that one goal lead, but you have to say, I agree with the guys in the studio, Dundee United didn't really have a, a go at it. You know, they were happy to sit in. I can't recall Alan McGregor making a save in the second half. And uh, Rangers extend their league to 16 points, Alison. And again, total control. We spoke about Alfredo Morelos in, in the first half and should have been off. It just wasn't his day today, was it? <laughs> yeah, we've all had days like that. You know, he was in some good positions, some good deliveries across the face of the, the goal. And he was just swiping at it. And I, I think it was a correct decision to put it on when he did because he got a little bit of joy running the channels, a little bit of uh, respite in behind as well. So I think it was a good decision. And, you know, Alfredo will live to fight another day, I'm sure. Full time at Tanadice. It finished Dundee United 1, Rangers 2. Well, 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 Hugh Keevans, another three points for Rangers. Maybe a little bit more fuss than normal, but that's because there have been very little fuss from, yeah. from up until now and it, it wasn't that close despite what the scoreline suggests no 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 the, the, the scoreline does not reflect the progress of the game but the, the only word I keep coming back to about Rangers today was wasteful they had numerous opportunities to put the game to bed long before the final whistle and they did not take them so uh, they got there in the end uh, not their finest 
day of the season But enough to take them 15 points clear of Hibs 16 points clear of Celtic uh, And now It's over to Celtic They, they cannot Afford to drop anything uh, You know that It's crucial, vital Desperate, call it anything you like Whatever happens today Celtic have to come off the park Having beaten Kilmarnock or else Alex Ray, I usually ask you for a man of the match You usually say James Tavernier What have you got for us today? Oh, listen, <laughs> Same story uh, I thought Tavernier because of what the actual significance Gordon The free kick is in itself deserved to be the Hugh says it could potential for a goal of the season It was a tremendous free kick The delivery He's bombing up and down uh, You know, the, the flank And he's just leading the team Gordon So I thought Stephen Davis was good again You know, without being you know, he just—he's very effective. He—he he, he picks up a lot of good balls in the middle of the park. He controls things. He controls the tempo, and I think he—he—he's pivotal to what Rangers do. But overall, I think it was a very comfortable win for Rangers. Just how good was that free kick, Alex? Because usually, if a free kick goes in from 30 yards, it's, it's usually going to be good. It's going to be a good strike. But sometimes yeah. you might—you might look at the goalkeeper and, and take some other factors in. But that. It seems to the guys in the studio that's that's right up there. That's about as good as you'll get from that distance. Gordon, the actual traje- trajectory, the actual pace on the ball. As I said earlier on, it's a really windy day, so you know he's executed it excellently, and uh, you know it gets Rangers up and running. It settles everyone down, but it is a tremendous. I said to Alison, I said, "What's he doing shooting for there?" You said it's about thirty yards. Potentially, I think it could be slightly more. But to to score for there was absolutely remarkable. This is a guy at the top of his game, as I said, seventeen goals for a right back I think the, the previous record prior to that was uh, John Gregg I think he had 15 goals in one season going back a long time he broke that a couple of years ago when he got 16 Gordon I'm not even halfway stage the, the stats that this guy's posting is half the scale yeah the assists the goal involvements as well um Right up there Alfredo Morelos Alex He's going to get headlines No doubt Or certainly be part of the discussion For That challenge on Connolly In the first half He got a yellow um, And then he cut a bit of a frustrated figure Didn't he It certainly wasn't his day In front of goal Yeah As I said earlier on Gordon We've all had days Where things are not coming off And and usually when you're in the middle of the park You know Your passes are astray And things There were some real good balls Across to him You know Kent put a lovely ball to him All the paces on the ball And he's trying to take the laces off it Gordon You just have to guide it Side foot it Back to where it came from Into that That near post It didn't work for him at all today Even the one that kind of You know Come across the face The keeper as I find He just managed to get a hand on it And Morelos His his momentum takes him into the net And the ball falls a yard behind him And you just think to yourself At that stage There's a couple of chaps to the sides here Who are working for Rangers uh, today and I said media team and I said <laughs> it may well be the chance to just take him off here Itten is a fine replacement he brings a different dimension he's willing to run the channels he, you know he's a physical boy so you know I think it was the right time to take him off because you know I think it's fair to say everyone to see that today that it wasn't his afternoon 16 points Rangers now lead Celtic by but Celtic have the chance to claw some of that back this afternoon they will take on Kilmarnock who will play for Celtic today Andrew McLean well, Celtic fans wanted to see David Turnbull start again. They wanted to see Ismail Asoro start again. And Connor Hazard was getting shouts to start again. And all three of them are in the starting lineup. Just two changes from that win against Lille. Out go Laxalt and Klamala. In come Taylor and Edwards. So it'll be a 3-5-2 for Celtic. Connor Hazard starts in goal. The back three, Christopher Julian, Shane Duffy and Chris Ayer. 
the midfield five, Jeremy Frimpong, David Turnbull, Ismail Osoro, Callum McGregor and Greg Taylor with Mohamed El Yunusi supporting Odson Edward. The substitutes, Barkas, Brown, Griffiths, Ayeti, Klamala, Christie, Rogic, Johnston and Laxalt. As for Kilmarnock, two changes for them as well. Dickamona suspended for this one and Eamon Brophy drops out as well. In come Finlay and McKenzie. A 4-5-1 for them today. Danny Rogers starts in goal. The back four, Aaron McGowan, Kurt Broadfoot, Stuart Finlay and Brandon Honstrup. The midfield five, Mitch Pinnock, Alan Power, Aaron Tishbola, Greg Kilty and Rory McKenzie with Nicky Kabamba leading the line. The substitutes, Doyle, Waters, Rossi, Taylor, Malumbu, Burke, Whitehall and Brophy. The referee for this one today is Don Robertson and Jim Duffy. I think that's a lineup that many Celtic fans will be happy with yeah but certainly the, the, the big one is obviously David Turnbull and, and you feel for, for, for the lad because it almost looks as if all the responsibility of Celtic turning this corner is down to him you know because you know the, the you know uh, uh, the amount of expectation that's there, uh, and I think that that's very unfair on the young man. But uh, nevertheless, you'll be delighted that he's he's, he's he's starting the game. Sorrow is another one who's waited his chance, and there's been uh, you know he, he played obviously well against Lille, and that's given them the, the the opportunity to go back in again. Edward's not a surprise. Um, I don't know is Laxo injured. Uh, you know. No, he's on the bench. No, so he's on the bench. So Taylor's coming back in again as another one where he has flipped it. So, yeah, I mean, but, but from Celtic's point of view, the, the, these players uh, have been waiting their chance. They've, they have freshed up with a great result and they're looking to back that up and come today against a, a notoriously difficult side to play against. Come on, very stuffy. Well, another must-win game for Celtic here today. Turnbull, Sorrow and Connor Hazard all in from the start. Big afternoon continues then We are going to open the lines right now for you 01419511025 Rangers fans What did you make of the game at Tannadice? What was good? What was bad? Uh, let us know all your thoughts Celtic fans you can build up to kick off with us What do you make of that team? Turnbull, Sorrow, Hazard, All Start Are you happy with that? Would you have done anything different? And what about the demonstrations outside prior to kick off today? What side of the argument are you Sitting on, on that one 01419511025 The lines are open We will look back on the game at Tannadice And build up to kick off at Celtic Park next The winning team All season long This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans, Gordon DL, Mark Wilson are in the studio Alex Ray is still with us at Tannadice Jim Duffy and Andrew McLean are still with us at Celtic Park as well The lines are open so you can have your say from now right through to the end of the show At 6 o'clock on 0141 951 1025 Particularly at this moment in time Rangers fans very much looking back on events at Tannadice What did you make of it? Quite a few talking points How good was James Tavernier's free kick? What about that Alfredo Morelos incident? And Celtic fans, sack the board, back the team That was the message outside the stadium ahead of the game today What do you make of that? Are you happy enough with that message being put across? And what about that starting 11 we told you? Connor Hazard continues in goal Ismail Asoro continues in midfield As does David Turnbull It's all set up nicely for another potentially dramatic afternoon, Hugh The interesting call for me is the goalkeeper uh, After Turnbull and Soro's performances against Leo. It's not the manager bowing to public opinion Because there was no one inside the ground to see it But I think he acknowledges that these two players deserve to play today But the goalkeeper, Conor Hazard Played against Lille Is playing today If Celtic win today Are you going to leave him out now? For the cup final against Hearts? I don't think you are Because you clearly do not trust Barkas And you do not trust Scott Bain So... 
If Celtic play at all today, win the game, I think Connor Hazard plays in the cup final. I think a few people will be on to make that point on the open line. The lines are here: zero one four one nine five one one zero two five. Any of those selections surprise you at all, Jim Duffy? Uh, yeah, the goalkeeper. I think, that, yeah, definitely. I, I, I thought he would bring Barkas back in, uh, and and also Shaw. I have to be honest with you. I think that um, uh, I thought uh, either Christie or Rogic, probably Christie would stay in, um, or get back in. But yeah, so I, th- I thought Tumbo, of course. I thought I thought he'd bring back Edward, but um, certainly those two. I think are a definite surprise, even though um, you know the, 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 there's been calls for crying out for making the change, but. Yeah, it's a big call and it'll be interesting to see what kind of response he gets from these guys today. As I've said before, um, likes of Turnbull, Sorrow, you'll have no problem with attitude, that's for sure, because they'll be desperate to impress. Uh, and, and that might just be a springboard for the rest of them to, 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 to generate that enthusiasm and energy, which, which has obviously been missing over recent weeks. And at the danger of repeating myself from various Sundays that have gone by, I mean... <laughs> What what is the margin for error now for Celtic? Non-existent, I would imagine. Given Rangers have again added three points to their total in the early game today. Yeah, I mean, as you said, you know, they just cannot afford to drop anything now. Every time that you know, we always say we'd expect it to be a lot closer in terms of the points differential. But uh, we, we always say that uh, whoever plays first throws down the marker, and Rangers are continually doing that over recent weeks. And to get 16 points ahead, uh, you know, they've just thrown that, that, that uh, challenge down to Celtic again. And they've got to be able to deal with the pressure, deal with the responsibility. Obviously, we, we, you know, you mentioned there some of the fans outside and all these kind of things as well. So they've got to be able to deal with all this kind of stuff and produce on the pitch. But that's something we keep expecting to happen, but hasn't happened, um, Gordon. So, uh, again, as I said to you, a team who are very well drilled, very well organised. Um, th- th- this, this, this will be a big challenge for Celtic today. The team arrived, Jim, to to cheers, to backing from the fans that were outside. There, there was a bit of a shift. They clearly didn't leave to cheers in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And today was supposed to be about backing the team and making frustrations known about other aspects of the way the club is run. Do you think... How, how does that affect players? Can you have a, a stab at how they might be feeling? Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm, not, I'm not quite so sure. Obviously, it's a, it's, a, it's a multinational group of players that Celtic have now, so you're never quite sure how players from maybe different uh, cultures, different uh, countries react to, 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 to this kind of situation with fans. And, it's, you know, obviously since I've came to the club that that would that, that, be unheard of to even, even consider something like that might be happening. But I tell you what, they were hardy souls. Half of them, I think, were all wearing shorts and stuff. I'm watching them and I'm thinking to myself, it's torrential, it's freezing. I'm walking up every layer of clothing I've got now. They, they, these, 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 these guys have got shorts. But yeah, but as long as you're supporting the team, I think you're. you're listen, we, we, we know about all the, um, you know, not. not gathering and all this kind of stuff but take all that aside if they want to protest against the, the, the club itself I think that they've got a right to do so provided it's peaceful but backing the players I think is very important so I think if they if they if that's the case today then I think the players will feel a wee bit more relaxed about getting into this game just a wee bit One of the I, I keep referencing it because I think it was a great line and I'll shamelessly steal it one of the callers the other night Jim said Celtic hadn't turned the corner yet but the indicator was on uh, how yeah. how much of a sign was was Thursday night then? Should some Celtic fans be allowing themselves to get a bit excited that things are getting better or is, is that day still a bit off? 
Well, corners are different lengths, Gordon. You can have a wee sharp corner and you can have a big <laughs> long right, okay. drawn out corner, you know, you can it depends on how, how how quick your corner is. So Celtic have to have a wee sharp corner, they have to get around it quickly and go on the straight and narrow and go on that motorway and get their foot down in the accelerator if you want to use all these motor uh, analogies but uh, you know the, no, they, they, they have to get the, 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 they've got no, no, no more time left they have to win today so simple as that absolutely have to win um, there, there, there's no question there, there's no I think we've lost Jim Duffy let's try and get that uh, squared up listen Hugh standards have, have changed nowadays you talk about that the hardy Denison types I've just received a picture of Alex Ray who's still at Tanadice and he has got a tartan shawl wrapped round his head. Now, not not just his legs. He's not just using that to to keep him warm. He appears to have it wrapped right round his head. Uh, defend yourself, Mister Ray. There is nothing to defend apart from this brass monkey chittering behind me. It is Baltic up here. There's a wind coming through here. It's cut me in half. It's no funny. I've been in that movie before, Ali. Any sympathy in the studio? Absolutely none. Oh, no. Nah. Don't, don't. The biggest but drama anyway, in here I'm, is that DL, DL's just dripped his southwest oh. sauce from his subway down his new tracking <laughs> bottoms. That was Wilson's oh, fault. I just have no sauce. Should um, have worn that breaking top, Alex. You had on yesterday. That would have kept I you warm. It's humming. It's humming. <laughs> it's humming It was only worn twice To get the sack after two games It was brand new uh, Alex don't worry We'll put you to work right now Because Craig Is a Rangers fan on the line Wants to discuss today's game And you were there Craig What are your main Takeaway points That you, that you, you came to After that game Ah uh, yeah How we doing guys um, No listen I think First and foremost The result's most important thing We got the three points I, I do feel it's a game we probably wouldn't have got three points in last season. I know that gets said a lot, but just the way that game kind of went, they weren't, you know, as Hugh said, they were wasteful with chances. It looked like Dundee were getting a bit of the rubber again with their goal, because, I mean, let's be honest, there's no way he meant that. He was trying to cut it across the box, but that happens. Um, and honestly, I was really frustrated with Alfredo Morelos. I cannot believe, I mean, it was like the old Morelos was coming back again, because I, what, in terms of his... Um, Discipline because for me everything's been going so well for Rangers, been getting one after one, great results. He's getting a bit frustrated because he's not getting the rubber again and he's been a bit wasteful and he decides to go and throw an elbow into the, the Dundee United boys' face. Which I mean, it's a red card. If McLean sees that for a different angle, it's a red card. I just thought it was such a stupid thing to do because if he gets sent off there, that, that could cost us points. And the winning run comes to an end because he's been. Oh, disciplined again, um, and I'm sure I'm sure Gerard will probably be having a word with him about it as well. Um, yeah, what do you think of that that last point there, Alex? Is that something you think Stephen Gerrard will will make a point of? Because it, there's no for, if you're Rangers, if you're Stephen Gerrard, there's no point in getting dragged into this debate about whether it was a red or a yellow. He, he shouldn't have done it, and and that's the bit that Stephen Gerrard will look to look to try and control. Gordon, the, the interesting thing about that, that was very early in the match. I can understand if there's been, you know, plenty of coming togethers uh, as he, the, the match has wore on. I, I, again, he's got that in his locker over, over the piece. I will be absolutely flabbergasted if Stephen Gerrard doesn't pull him aside because Craig makes a good point. Rangers are coasting games. You know, today was closer than it has been in, in recent times, but they're absolutely canting it. To throw an arm and give the referee a decision to make, which could quite easily have been a red is running the risk, then you're down to 10 men. But um, 
you know, I think there's a, a bigger picture as well in terms of his overall play. You know, I, I, I think he leads the line well. I just think he needs a goal to settle himself down because the longer it goes on, because he did look as if he was getting more and more frustrated with the way things were going in that, uh, uh, that game. And uh, But as I said, I think without a shadow of doubt, Stephen Gerrard will pull him to the side and go, we cannot be doing that. We cannot run the risk of jeopardising what we're trying to do yeah. collectively. Because I think he's bought into it, the, you know, Stephen Gerrard and, and became more of a team player this season. But that's going back to the selfish way that you're actually running the risk of costing your teammates. Do you all, you all think it was a red just for, well, yeah, for clarity? Absolutely oh, no doubt. And the, what I'd say to Alec is that Stephen Gerrard must have spoken to Alfredo Morelos time without number. For whatever reason, I am an old hack. I am not a psychologist. But whatever goes on in his head, this is always likely to happen. And for me, I think Gordon told us he hadn't scored a league goal since September. For me, his value is is dropping. And if Rangers do get an offer for him in January, I think they would be daft not to take the money now. To be fair to Stephen Gerrard, Hugh, I said earlier that if you look at Rangers' uh, discipline uh, record this season... It's been fantastic So he's been delighted with that uh-huh. um, But today For some unknown reason And Alex Wright See if it's a game that's went 60 minutes and You've had a ding dong battle With your your opposition number And you're thinking Well you know He's he's, he's had a couple of nibbles at me And you, you lose your head a little bit But to do it so early in the game And so cheaply And put yourself at that risk I thought it was stupid. Yeah, I mean, there are, it's, it's only a fifth yellow in twenty-two games this season, so th- there are signs that it's um, not not quite what it what he it used always, to be. But, but Craig on the line said that uh, you know it, it could have cost Rangers, and that's what he's like. One day it will cost Rangers, uh, and you know, for me, the sixteen million pounds that they were once offered for him, they won't get that for him now, and his value is dropping. And I think if they do get another offer in January. They would take it to, to compensate for the money they've not been getting during the COVID-19 crisis We never know, he's in the latter stages of the Europa League Alex, there's a chance there to to, yeah. to, to reach the, the, the limelight Because that's what he tends to do on that stage Yeah, absolutely, listen, he, he has uh, performed uh, as, a, as a team player more so this year And that has most certainly cost him in terms of front of goals I thought he had a few opportunities today to bring it back to Hugh's point I cannot see Rangers selling Morelos anytime soon, in the summer possibly, but to sell him in January and, and be one uh, striker light, they, they, they had the option to sell him in the summer for £16 million. they're not going to uh, kind of do that now when they're actually chasing this. They, Stephen Gerrard says he's actually very happy with the, where the squad is now, obviously the money men dictate, but I cannot see them taking the money in January, weakening the squad and, um, and ultimately costing them a striker because... I think that's one of the things that we've labelled. The strength and depth is remarkable and I can't see them selling halfway through a season when they're going really, really well. Well, stay tuned because by the looks of it, Stephen Gerrard does not think it should have been a red card and we'll hear from him on that incident very, very soon. Uh, Craig, let's bring you back in on something else you said. So you're not giving Liam Smith the credit you don't think he meant to score for Dundee United? No. No, come on. I mean, listen, it, it was one of those things, I must say, it's one of the very occasions this season where I thought defending should have been better. They shouldn't have had that space at the back post. But you look at the angle he hits the ball. He's not actually hitting it towards goal. He's hitting it sideways across goal to put it in that danger area. I think, obviously, he's got the rubber of the ball and it's, 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 it's went in. Um, but I, I, yeah, I can't see that he, he meant that. Um, 
you know, but in, in saying that though, give I him think. a break, Craig. Come on, it was a brilliant strike for the boy, man. He might never score another one like that again. You've just took it off him. Well, I, 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 that's still you're right. He, he might. <laughs> then again, if he next time he tries to square a ball, he might also still score it. So, um, you know, I, I, don't, think, I don't know, Mark. What do you think? You going you going fullbacks union on this one? I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt There was no one in the middle You know, he's six yards out I know it's a tight angle But ah, listen, I'm I let's give him a break I think yeah. he's taking his chance I think he's went for it, I really do um, And I think the boy got his reward So, Craig, I think you're a wee bit you know, <laughs> Harsh, he's harsh. a harsh critic Yeah, harsh, that's the word I'm looking for You're a wee bit harsh um, I mean, Craig, James Tavernier How many times can we have the discussion? What did you make of that free kick today? Oh, it, it's it's just stunning. I mean, he's you know that that is what he has in his locker, and, and this season he has stepped up to, to the plate. You know, a lot of the time last season, and I was one of his biggest critics. You know, it, it didn't feel like he was um, doing enough um, as a captain. But time and again, you know, at that point in the game as well, you know, you're getting sort of close to the half hour mark, um, and you're thinking United are probably going. Well, we can get in here. Um, you know, no, no, and he pulls that, you know, right out of the bag. Um, and it's a great thing to have because, uh, you know, the bizarre thing about Tavernier, I don't think James Tavernier is a right back. Uh, for the for the life of me, he's he's a right winger more than he is a right back. Um, because you know, and he, he's defensive um, record is nowhere near as good as his attacking record. Um, you know, but I mean, this season he's just been. Um, He's been captain fantastic, and I think he's brought to Rangers one of the things I think Celtic has have lacked because there have been games, you know, not every game's been a, you know, a cakewalk and, and stuff like that. There have been tighter games like today where he just sort of does things like that, grabs it with a scuff of the neck, and makes something happen. Um, and that that's what's really impressed me um, about him this season. And I hope his confidence uh, continues because if he keeps playing well, the team keeps playing well. I, I think. Um, I think when he gets a bit down, you see it. Reflected um, on the rest of the team as well, so um, he's uh, he's important. He really is. Um, and I actually think, just on Hugh's point about the worth of players, I think Tavernier has now made himself worth more money than Morelos personally. Um, Alex, I take Craig's point about you know because his strengths are mostly going forward, uh, but, but Craig says you know he thinks he's more of a winger. But is a lot of it not coming from deep? Is that not where the the, the strength lies? Yeah, Gordon, for me, he's just a modern-day fullback. You know, they just bomb up and down all the while. And uh, again, you look at uh, the goals, he's part of a defensive unit that's conceded 4-17 in the league. So, you know, I think he's doing a lot better in the defensive aspect over the piece. And I prefer him to come from deep. And because teams are defending narrow, Gordon, it allows him to charge 30-40 and get you up the pitch. But when he gets in that final third, for me... He has real quality. His deliveries are tremendous. He chops inside. He looks to do giving goes. So he's quite bright. He's kind of taking his game on to another level this year where he actually chops inside and he's looking to go giving goes as well. And at set plays, you know, you always feel uh, him and uh, Barisic will most certainly make an impact in and around about the goal. Is that the rain I can hear up there? Don't even start. Is it really? Don't start. (laughs) It's bouncing off the roof to your car. Like I say, we're just, we're just next door in at Tay. But you know the worst about it is the, the, the subs are actually out women doing some running for uh, Dundee United, man. We've all been there as well. Some more than others, Daz, eh? Uh, no, I've never played with Dundee United. Running, it can't have been him, that's for sure. Right, thank you to Craig 
uh, on the line 01419511025 We're going to keep building up to Celtic Park I'm going to hear some very interesting comments from Stephen Gerrard next The fastest goals The expert opinions This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL in the studio Alex Ray is freezing at Tannadice We'll let him go soon We'll just keep him a couple more minutes Just for a bit of fun Oh do you know what See in all seriousness The next caller is a Celtic fan Who wants to talk about the game coming up I think we should just send you on your way Alex I'll be wasting your time Alright guys Thank you Have a lovely show It's the quickest he's moved Oh yeah 40 years Right we'll let him go uh, Alex Ray we're about to hear from Stephen Gerrard Let's bring in John Paul Who's a Celtic fan What do you make of that starting 11 today? Evening panel, how's it going? Yeah, good um, I'm, I'm, I'm relatively happy. You know, I was, I was, uh, I was listening to the show and I tried to phone last night. Um, I think the players that have, have stayed in deserve to stay in. Um, there was a breath, a breath of fresh air. You mentioned on Thursday. You know, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a turn in the season, but to see Celtic players actually fight, you know, and go get pegged back and and. Um, and you know, go again and go at it. That's what, that's what it's been like for the last couple of seasons. You know, and we've not really seen that this season. So I'm glad, I'm happy. With it. But my point to the panel was, now that most most players understand that ten in a row is, is gone. You know, and the league's the league's done. Um, is, is Neil Lennon going to give these boys a chance every week? You know, I, I believe there's going to be a massive turnaround at Celtic at the end of the year. You know, the likes of Edward and Cham, Christie, Ayer, um, Browns. Like probably won't last in our season. Yeah, he'll probably still be around at the club. You know, even the likes of Carl McGregor might look to try something different. So Neil Lennon now has to, and the club as a whole, has to look and see who is going to fit the bill. See what players are going to need to keep in the summer and get rid of because make no doubt about it, there's going to be a massive turnaround and it's a sort of transition period. No, and that, that's the only thing to a certain fan that you can say as a positive going forward. These boys like Turnbull and Sorrow and Young Henderson who came on, they'll be itching to show that. They want to play for Celtic, they want to be here. So, Neil Lennon, if it's going to be Neil Lennon in charge, it's going to be somebody else. The board have got a, a massive, massive six month ahead because Celtic will need to respond to losing 10 in a row or losing a season that the, the Holy Grail, whatever you want to call it, you know, it's a massive season. I would like to know what the panel think about that. Uh, Neil Lennon can't do long term planning, John Paul, because he doesn't know if he'll be the manager uh, after the 2nd of January. Uh, the Celtic statement which said that progress would be reviewed in the new year You and I, John Paul, both know that means if points are dropped before Ibrox And if points are dropped at Ibrox Then the review will not be a favourable one uh, I do agree with your point that there will have to be uh, massive changes in the summertime uh, But first of all we need to know who the Celtic manager is in the summertime uh, Because whoever is going to be the manager will want his players, his staff, uh, and you're right, the, the word response is correct. Uh, by winning the league, Rangers would have thrown down the gauntlet. Uh, you know, Dave King, the former chairman, was perhaps premature by saying this would be the start of 10 in a row for Rangers. He was playing to the gallery by saying that, but Celtic have to respond, and it is the level of the response from Dermot Desmond that is important here. The only thing I would say there is John Paul coming on as a Celtic supporter obviously thrown in the towel already and we're in the middle of December. I know it's a big, big ask. I'm not saying anything different. But, you know, if Celtic can go and get a result up to Ibrox and then somehow manage to get something at Ibrox, it's still a lot of games to be played 
But what I will say is They can't afford to drop anything at all Anything at all So I'm, I'm like you Hugh Neil Lennon can't plan What happens if Neil Lennon goes and loses a game today? Is the board still going to say Right okay we'll get into the Scottish Cup final next week We'll still back you It's big ass It's game by game I think, we, by I think they have to go I think they have to back him uh, Up until the game at Ibrox Because that's what they have said in their statement And even if Celtic lost today You can't then Having made the statement last Monday You can't the following Monday mm-hmm. Say Ah well We've had a think about it You'll need to go now uh, You know They have their own credibility mm. To protect uh, Jim Duffy, you'll be watching the team today, of course. What do you make of the, the points made by John Paul and the panel? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that, uh, you know, it's a difficult one. You know, any manager, it doesn't matter whether you're Neil Lennon or anybody else. I mean, you have to, you have to if you're trying to build something, you, have, you still have to win games while, while that building process is taking place. Because if you don't, you'll not be there to see, you know, the, fr- the, the, the fruits of your labour. So, you know, that, that, that's the, the, the thing. Is you have to be an immediate success as well as looking, at, uh, you know, further down the line. But I, I don't think Celtic's the type of um, a team at this moment in time that can just try and develop four or five young players. Because whether this season or not, you know, of course, this is, this is what we're talking about, but be, be going beyond that, you're still going to need to compete for next season. So you're going to need players who are capable of uh, and ready to go and, and, and uh, put a challenge in uh, to, to win all the domestic trophies, not just the title. Um, so, yeah, I mean, listen, in an ideal world, uh, you would you would like time as a manager to develop players and, and put your stamp, if you want to call it, in your philosophy. But uh, it's very very few managers get that uh, get get that luxury. So I think um, Celtic we'll, we'll go back to it again and we've mentioned it a hundred times is the recruitment the recruitment in whether it be January whether it be the summer has to be of a standard that um, has been better than you know the the, the last couple of uh, windows uh, you know and, and that, that has to be to me that that has to be uh, of primary importance for Celtic to to get back to the levels um, which which they were at the last few years yeah John Paul sorrow Turnbull they were the two that, that seemed to take the headlines how much Pressure is now on them If that if that makes sense To, to be the guys that, that really kick Celtic on To the level that fan, fans are hoping uh, That they can Because it seems like The expectations are, are Rising around those two players Yeah I, I do agree There'll be a bit of pressure on them But It seems like I know it's a different game From Thursday You know they've been given Chances on Thursday And they'll probably Still Maybe on a high And want, and want to pull something You know when you play The first Celtic Or Rangers Or any big club For that matter There's instant pressure You know and Celtic's had it good over the last few years and Turnbull will no doubt Turnbull in his mind will be like I've got big shoes to fill here in Scott Brown you know he might not be thinking about that now but Celtic fans certainly me I see him as a young rising star I think he's the season before last he scored 17 goals from a midfield position at Motherwell so he's proven in that league um, he can step into these shoes he showed in, he showed in um, Thursday what he's all about nice touches takes the ball on the turn can break down play sorrow as well you know so I think it's a chance for them Obviously there's pressure They'll want to prove to themselves Why they signed for the club You know Thumble was 3.2 million Sorrow was 2.8 Whatever it was So so it's not that they've no spent money on them But they, they've now got to go and prove To Celtic fans And ourselves And the manager That well I'm here And you can play me And you can rely on me Because quite frankly That's what That's what that's what you should happen when you're at a club with Celtic. You should have a ready replacement coming in, whether it's coming off the bench or starting. You should be ready to play, you know. And it just probably showed you that Rangers are doing that now. You know, everybody that comes on is making a part, you know. And that 
that pains it's near near yard three years to get it, you know. Gordon was saying they're thrown in the towel, but for every every year we've always said that it's all right, Rangers will collapse and they did. This year we can't really say that because there's nothing to prove it. But they're proving the pudding that Celtic might not go till the second of January without dropping points. So I think there's pressure on other players but um they, they need to step up and they need to show show their worth really. Today, Jim, is different battle though, because I know that, that Lille are a good side and that's what got Celtic fans a bit more optimistic at the weekend and saying, look how well we played, you know, against the good side. They are, but they're also more open than Kilmarnock will be, you would imagine. So the onus on Sorrow and Turnbull is different this afternoon. Yeah, I think it's a very good point, Gordon, you know, that uh, Lille would go and play at times and come out and take the game to Celtic. That's why they scored a couple of goals, yeah, one one obvious mistake, as we know from Callum McGregor, but but they will, they, you know, they, they certainly didn't come and camp in and, and get, you know, nine or ten players behind the ball. So, whereas Kilmarnock will play, you know, as, as, with, with a 4-5-1, um, you know, and they'll get everybody back, and they'll make it as, as, as difficult as they possibly can for Celtic. Uh, Celtic will dominate the the ball as they as they have done, even in the other games. But you know, they, they have to be quicker moving the ball. They have to be slicker. Uh, the pitch, as I said, because of the, the amount of rain that's been falling, um, and watching the players uh, warming up, the ball's moving about, zipping around. So it should should suit Celtic if um, you know the the, the the touch is good today. But um, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, it'll, it'll be a different type of game today. Um, and I, I, I said it last week as well that I think they have to try and score early to try and change the dynamics of the game because then maybe Kilmarnock will, will maybe have to try and push out a little bit even though they won't do it straight away. But at least then Celtic don't need to rush it then. The longer it goes without scoring, then the more the play gets rushed. But um, yeah, I, 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 as I said, it'll be a, a totally different type of game today. Um, and that's why they'll need the likes of Turnbull trying to break the, um, the lines, you know, from from midfield and get beyond. Last week, they never really had anybody going beyond um, Edward. Um, and, and as a result, um, St. Johnson uh, could sit behind the, behind the play and stifle the game. Yeah, that's the challenge, Mark. It's, it is different. You look at Kumar, um, St. Johnson and Ross County, sorry, the main... Albeit that defensive calamities at the other end, but Celtic's main problem is they couldn't break the opposition down. Yeah, um, well they've got a guy in there in Turnbull who certainly knows how to do that. Um, but the argument is Rogic Christie tried it in weeks gone by, so they have to be a wee bit more inventive. I think Jim touched on a good point there. Something that I've noticed with, with Celtic this season that players not willing to run in behind. You know, everything is played in front of the opposition defence, and it's very easy to play against. All it needs is players to take off and do the unselfish running for the team. And I don't think we've seen that enough at Celtic this year, uh, as much as Neil Lennon would have wanted. But they've got fresh legs in. They've got younger legs in the side. You would assume that they will have that today. We've stood here for two weeks saying that, yeah, we think the crisis may be over and Celtic will win again at, at, at home. And it's <laughs> we've been proved you know, to be wrong on that occasion. I can... Uh, Listen, I, I can't see Celtic dropping points today. I think there's a freshness in the side that came from Thursday night. And I may only be a couple of players, mm. but I said sometimes that couple of players can drag the rest up to a better standard than what was going on before. Thank you to John Paul. It's 01419511025. Lines are open. We're here right through until six o'clock. Stephen Gerrard's interview is just making its way to us. Here's what he had to say. On that um, Morelos incident Many of you Rangers fans To be fair as well All uh, tweeting us to say That it, good chance It could have been a red Stephen McLean uh, Showed the yellow Here's what Stephen Gerrard Had to say on it 
Why, why, why would it speak to him over there? I didn't see an elbow. If you look at it again, there's no elbow there. Um, the referee's seen it, dealt with it. It was a foul. It was a foul. And it was a yellow card and it's being dealt with. But if you look at it again, next time I see it, you'll say it wasn't an elbow. No, listen, these things happen. He's not the first centre forward that this has happened to. They have moments and phases where, you know, they're not in top form. He's working hard. He's doing a job for the team. His all-round plays good. He's just maybe lacking that little wee bit of confidence in front of goal. So that's for me to deal with. And it'll turn. I'm sure it'll turn. He's just got to keep doing the right things and it'll turn for him. No. For me... Stephen Gerrard's interpretation of the incident uh, isn't accurate. Uh, there is definitely uh, premeditated contact made with Connolly. There is no other thought on Alfredo Morelos's mind. He's not even looking at the ball. The ball has been cleared by Connolly, and then the the connection is made. Uh, for me. I think Stephen Gerrard has got that one wrong It was a red card Well, Here's the thing right We're in danger of getting weirdly pedantic So Stephen Gerrard may well be right Maybe he didn't connect specifically with the elbow Mark You know maybe that's Stephen Gerrard's complaint here I don't know He he seems very adamant that it wasn't an elbow um, Fine mm. I, I don't know You, you seem to think it was assume, a red card I can only assume that Stephen Gerrard Hasn't seen that back no, in TV. He has, he has. Well, that's what he's, he's, he's saying. That. Once you see it back, you'll agree that it wasn't. Um, and very unhappy <laughs> to be asked about it, by all accounts. Well, I, I mean, it is pretty blatant and pretty clear. I mean, again, this is what I, I dislike it when the, the argument focuses on, on like you know specific words and being all pernickety. Maybe it was more of a forearm than an elbow. Maybe that's... Yeah. Is, is that well, fair? Listen, whatever it was, it was a red card. <laughs> I mean, in the laws of the game... I don't. I can't believe anyone's coming out and saying no, no. That was that was not a, a red card. That was a yellow card. The Rangers manager is always pretty honest. You've got to see Steven Gerrard's always pretty honest with his assessment. But I'm with you in this one. I think he's got that totally wrong. If you're unhappy to be asked about it, at the back of your mind, you know. You think so? Yeah, for sure. And you stare out the reporter who's asked you the question, uh, and you try to put them under pressure. Uh, I've watched it Been there in that movie Over the years The decades uh, To be that touchy about it Then You know I, th- I think The way you're saying Hugh Part of that's right Because you You can tell the way The Rangers managers Answered the question Surprised that he's come out And defended His player No not at all I think that Sometimes as a manager He's there to protect his player He knows that Morelis isn't going through the best of times scoring goals. I still think he's playing particularly well for the team. Did he have a good game today? No, he didn't. He gets substituted. We all knew that was going to happen. But he's a big, big player for them. And I think the manager's just shown, you know, we're together. I'll stick up for you and I'll make a case for you. Whether you agree with that or not, that's your own opinion. My opinion, I'm with the boys. I think that was a red card Jim Duffy I know you're at Celtic Park Did you happen to see that incident Just looking for a fresh pair of eyes Yeah I was watching it uh, You know At the time And you know After 10 minutes I thought I mean it's, it's The guy said You know He doesn't look at the ball uh, He jumps in And then he makes a second movement With his forearm Yeah you can argue Whether it's an elbow or a forearm It's a red card all day long I don't I think he, Listen Even Chris Boyce said it was It must have been So um, you know, it So was, did Alex Ray by the way <laughs> Yeah So 
but but you know, you, listen. There's I get you know managers try to defend players, but all managers are hypocritical when it comes to um, <laughs> debating decisions. When it happens to one of your players, then you know you're arguing for it. If, if one of your players does it, you defend them, as the guy said. But I think Conley done him a massive favour because I think if Conley falls down and holds his face uh, and rolls about, then you know the, the referee might have looked at it slightly different. But the fact is that he kind of shrugged it aside and kind of almost accepted it and, and, and it wasn't hugely forceful but nevertheless yeah I think as, as all the guys have said uh, and, the, and the way the game is played now leading with your, your arm deliberately leading with your arm um, to endanger an opponent is a red card and he, he got away with it OK let's move on 01419511025 we're building up to kick off at Celtic Park and the lines are open as well 01419511025 more of your calls and we'll hear from Neil Lennon next Scottish football's league leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, Gordon Deal, nice and warm in the studio. Jim Duffy, freezing cold at Celtic Park ahead of Celtic Comarnock. We're looking back on Dundee United against Rangers as well. Uh, let's take another call. William is a Rangers fan in North Ayrshire. How's it going, William? What's on your mind? What did you make of that performance earlier? Well, uh, hello, Gordon. Hello, Pat. I hope you are all well. Yep, all good, thanks. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, a couple of points about the game and the up-and-coming uh, old fun game, right? Uh, today, today Rangers, I thought Rangers were very comfortable, right? I know they conceded a goal, but Dundee United never had a shot and goal in the second half. Rangers, Rangers just did it. If Morelos had his shooting boots on, it could have been four or five. It, it could have been that way. I thought Rangers were comfortable. My second point about the old fun game, but I know... I know the two young boys and that played well for Celtic in the middle of the week, but are they seriously considering putting the young boys on a hybrid so by the end of the plane? In my opinion, you've got an old firms are unpredictable, right? I know that. But the way the end of the plane, the way they're zipping the ball about, the way they're scoring goals, they're just winning and winning, and they're seriously going to put all the youngsters in the hybrid. I'm not sure. I'm not sure specifically whether age is. I mean, Soros no. 22. I think Turnbull's 21. William, they're not 16. And also, William Celtic paid five million pounds plus for these two players. Of course, they'll be in contention to play at Ibrox. It's it's a managerial decision that uh, Neil Lennon will have to think long and hard about because if he gets the wrong result at Ibrox, it might be the end of his Celtic tenure as manager. Uh, but you know, they're not getting the day off school to play in the game. They are, as Gordon said, people in their twenties, and Celtic paid five million pounds for them. Find that a baffling statement, Hugh. I've got to say, you look at Turnbull, and everybody's got their opinions. Me personally, I think he's one of the best midfield players in Scotland. So he wouldn't be phased going and playing uh, against Rangers at Ibrox. Absolutely no chance of that. I mean, by the by the way, William Rangers might run over Celtic at Ibrox anyway, regardless of who plays, but. I'm not sure it'll be Will it be because Celtic played 22-year-old Sorrow And 21-year-old David Turnbull? I'm not saying Gordon They can't play football right? But these boys have not played all year No, I mean These boys have not Contributed to Celtic right? And you're asking them right, To go into play Why Rangers are playing You're asking these boys Plus the goalkeeper The young boys Playing the day as well Fair play They did a great game in, They did a great game on Thursday They all played well Fair play But you send them in To a pressure cooker game Why Rangers are playing in my opinion, Gordon, and all firms are predictable, it's only going to go one way. But, but that's the thing, maybe that would happen. The, the, the Celtic team prior to this then, William, with, with whoever it was, Scott Brown or Ryan Christie or Tom Rogic, Olivier and Cham, they're the ones that are trailing Rangers by a mile. So wh- why is it more risky to, to then 
change things? Well, you, you, you seriously, you seriously tell me they can sit and get into that game without Scott Brown. The the the, the focal point, the, the the leader, the captain, the man who's been in so many games under his belt with Rangers and Celtic. They absolutely, they, they absolutely need three points today. Absolutely need three points, and they've left Scott Brown out because Scott Brown at the moment does not merit a starting place. Therefore, uh, you know, there, there's no sentiment in the game. Uh, Neil Lennon needs to win every game up to the 2nd of January and then really needs to win on the 2nd of January. Brown's been left out today because Neil Lennon doesn't think that he's up to the job today. Yeah, that I, might I go one further than that and say that if Celtic got a terrific result today and a terrific performance, I think they would leave the captain that... Uh, William was talking about and the leader out for the Scottish Cup next week. But yeah. I, I still wonder if there may be different discussions, Jim, because William might be onto something. Once Ibrox comes round, m- maybe that is the day for Scott Brown. I don't know, and, and maybe we will find him in. But I, I'm just struggling with the idea that this is somehow riskier than a team that's been so out of form this season. I mean, it's all down to confidence, isn't it? You know, and it depends if Celtic get that confidence back by winning today, winning the cup final, the game uh, three. Uh, Rangers and then all right, two games then and then you know taking in, taking that conference to, to Ibrox and if, they, if as, as Gordon said there if if they get the, the results and if they are uh, with these boys in the team then he probably wouldn't change it because why why would they uh, and as you said you know they've, they've been there the last few games against Rangers with a very experienced midfield and it hasn't what Rangers have dominated the midfield uh, over the last uh, the last three or four games against Celtic. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's time to look at something different, but ultimately it's results that will determine <laughs> whether, whether that, that's going to be the case or not uh, come, come January 2nd. Nice to see the PA system's cracked up full for an empty yeah. stadium. Uh, William, talk to us a little bit about your own team. What about James Tavernier again today? How did you see his performance? Another goal and another assist. The, the man's, the man's is, is Alan McCoy said, he's, he's for a different planet. He's, he's off the charts, isn't he? Well, what, what what's that? Seventeen goals, sixteen assists, something like that. If, he, if, if that goal was in any other league, that league, Spain, England, Italy, you'd, you'd be you'd be raving about it. What that is, is that is that goal of the season by already? In my opinion, what that goal that was, Gordon? What do you think yourself? Don't worry about them. We can rave about it. Um, it's going to be a contender, is it not? I mean, some people some people are just closed off to the idea that that free kicks can be goal of the season. You know, some people much prefer. Open play But it will be in the discussion Yeah of course it will Uh, Sorry Mark Uh, When you look at it As I said Gordon See in training You would say to your wall Stand aside Go and then you try and beat me For that distance Uh, Any goalkeeper I'm talking about Top class goalkeepers Would not get near that It was a perfect free kick Everything about it He's just in that That form just now Everything he's touching now Is working for him Even his delivery For Golson People don't don't realise how good a delivery that is. See for Golson just to get his head on that, it beats the goalkeeper all ends up. I just think he's in such form now that everything he's touching and his goal scoring is brilliant. Uh, it's just a case of everybody now that mm. expects it every week from him, Gordon. You just wonder if he's ever got to take a little bit of a dip. Let's hear a bit from Neil Lennon then. Thank you to William on the line. These are the thoughts of the Celtic manager ahead of kickoff. Well, we have to win a lot of games now, you know, and um, they, listen, they can, they've done it before. So it's just a question of, you know, taking it, it's no cliche, but just step by step, you know, just look at the next game. 
put in a performance, they're capable of winning, of course they are, and um, taking it from there. So we're not going to say, yeah, we must win it. You know, it'd be good to win it. We need to win it. So that, that needs to drive them on. Well, you do need to win it. It is must win. Uh, you know, Neil may not want to use the expression, but last Monday, the club issued a statement. And you broke the news here, Gordon. And the statement said, he's the manager, confidence in him, but progress will be reviewed in the new year. So he has to win today, he has to win the cup next week, he has to beat Ross County, he has to beat Hamilton Mackies, he has to beat Dundee United, and he has to beat Rangers. Simple as that. Yeah, I have to agree. <laughs> Neil got himself into a wee bit of a, a pickle there by saying it's not a must win, but then followed it on to say we need to win it. Kind of the same thing, in my opinion. I mean, anyone will tell you, when you're the Celtic manager, almost every game's a must win, but when you're going through a crisis, uh, and as as a crisis um, that Celtic are going through at the minute, with fan protests uh, outside the ground, you've got this Rangers game looming on the 2nd of January, you've got a cup final. I mean, there's not many more important league games that Neil Lennon is going to face in his time as Celtic manager than today. He needs to stop the rot at Celtic Park. When he looked at these fixtures in December, he would have thought all of them were winnable and he's fell well short so far. Kick-off at Celtic Park is coming next. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Moments away from kick-off at Celtic Park for Celtic against Kilmarnock. I'll give you a quick recap of the teams. Connor Hazard starts in goal for Celtic. Christopher Julian, Shane Duffy and Christopher Ayer at the back three with Frimpong, Turnbull, Sorrow, McGregor and Taylor across the middle. El Yunusi supporting Edward. As for Kilmarnock, Danny Rogers starts in goal for them. The back four, McGowan, Broadfoot, Finlay and Honstrup. The midfield five, Pinnock, Power, Tishbola, Kilty and McKenzie with Nicky Kabamba up top. Jim Duffy, it is another must-win game for Celtic. Yeah, it's probably a last chance to win, really, in terms of, uh, you know, how they can compete the Rangers for this title. Um, you know, and, and obviously, they've got the cup final next week, so Rangers have got a further chance to get another game under their belt before their next league game. So it's paramount, uh, paramount today for Celtic to win. We're looking out here, um, Andrew, with no fans. You can see these massive banners with the number nine, nine all over the place, signifying nine titles. Desperate for this tenth one. The only slim chance they've got of retaining that, the title and getting to that 10th is by a victory today well the players have taken the knee Odds and Edward now standing over the ball we're ready for kick-off at Celtic Park the winning team all season long this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard there's been so much going on on and off the park involving Celtic that you you forget about the significance of this cup final a quadruple treble mm -hmm. yeah. Four trebles in a row Absolutely unheard of Unprecedented mm. uh, And you know it, It's got lost in the, in the midst of all the trouble That's gone on on and off the park And had things been different Had Celtic done their job Against Ross County a couple of weeks ago And had Hearts done theirs um, Against Alloa a couple of weeks ago They both would have played midweek They uh -huh. both would have had League Cup ties mm -hmm. this midweek Building up to the Scottish Cup But as it stands Neither of them do oh. So you've got that Traditional build up It must have been a long time One of you Statos out there Can tell me When was the last time Celtic had A full week's build up To a game Can't Can't happen too often No No, no. 
It's been a busy schedule since pre-season Busy schedule for Celtic So I think Neil Lennon will be glad of the full week Bit of normality Guys will probably uh, You know, have tomorrow off Maybe tomorrow on Tuesday And then start building up to it Or something along those lines uh, Yeah It'll be interesting You know, and, and even if Celtic do win the cup Hugh touching it Will it be muted celebrations? Because it's something to be Celebrated properly A quadruple treble oh. Be interesting to see Celtic right on the edge of the box uh, Ryan Christie takes No, comes to nothing And it's full time Let's go to Celtic Park Speak to Andrew and Jim And find out what happened over there Celtic 2, Kilmarnock 0 The full time score at Celtic Park And two second half goals Give Neil Lennon side All three points here today Their first opportunity came Just nine minutes in When David Turnbull he curled in a free kick from deep Christopher Julian got a decent header on it and it was tipped over the bar by Danny Rogers Turnbull involved again a bit later when the ball ricocheted into his path in the box he cut it back to Odds and Edward but he skewed his shot off target Celtic then looked a lot livelier after the break and had two chances in quick succession they hit Kilmarnock on the break Jeremy Frimpong's shot was beaten away originally by Danny Rogers Celtic got the ball back into the box and it was an Odds and Edward header at the back post which was saved well by Danny Rogers they continued to push and the goal finally came Mohamed El Yunusi cutting across the edge of the box from the left hand side his low strike took a nick on the way through and despite Shane Duffy trying to claim it I think it came off a Kilmarnock foot before landing in the bottom corner for 1-0 they then got their second and this one definitely was Shane Duffy's a good corner delivery from David Turnbull and a great header from the Irishman to put the game to bed a much better second half display from Neil Lennon's side to secure just their third league win since early October the full time score at Celtic Park is Celtic 2 Kilmarnock 0 Jim Duffy by no means a vintage Celtic display but Neil Lennon will take some positives from that second half performance yeah you've got to give credit but it's due the, the manager had a job to do at half time it wasn't a good enough first half performance um, they were comfortable but never really looked overly threatening but in the second half they came right out the traps um, pretty much from the first whistle I think Frimpong ran forward very quickly and got a shot at goal and from then on in it was just one way traffic and uh, it was only a matter of time really before they found that uh, you know, a key to, to unlock the commander c- door. Um, there was a bit of good fortune, of course. Um, Elanushi coming in from the left position, he's right, hits it. Um, it takes a, a, maybe even a couple of deflections, but anyway, he gets past Danny Rogers. And, and, and once that goal went in, Celtic really just looked very comfortable after that. The commander never threatened at all. But Celtic, um, you know, without being brilliant, we're still sharper, we're quicker, moved the ball quick, particularly down the left-hand side with uh, Taylor, who I thought had a very good game. Um, you know, Ayer got the man of the match on the right-hand side, did bomb out a few times, but uh, David Turnbull, as we said, the, the set-piece, a um, couple of great set-pieces. Duffy scored one, could probably score another couple um, with the deliveries. But overall, I think that um, Neil Lennon will be delighted with the second-half performance. The fact is a clean sheet, which have been few and far between, and uh, a comprehensive victory without being uh, brilliant, uh, but thoroughly deserved. There's absolutely no doubt that the 2 nothing score line didn't flatter Celtic. They, they could have scored a couple more, and um, it, it's as comfortable as they've been maybe for, for several weeks. Well, 13 points, the gap is again at the top of the table. Celtic with two games in hand and two goals from them today. Mohamed El Yunusi and Shane Duffy with those. The full-time score here at Celtic Park is Celtic 2, Kilmarnock 0. So three points on the board for Celtic. Straightforward Sunday, I think we'll call this Hugh Keevans because you've not been able to say that recently. Our Sundays have been wild on this programme recently and that was just a bit more like it. Well, to deal with this game specifically, uh, Neil Lennon knew at the start of the day he had to beat Kilmarnock, then he has to beat Hearts in the Cup Final, then he has to beat Ross County, Hamilton Aggies, Dundee United and Rangers. 
That is his direction of travel between now and the 2nd of January. So if it was a tough watch in the first half, it was a pleasant watch in the second half. And that's all that he can ask at the moment. Uh, Jim Duffy, let's look at quickly at the two goals which won the match for Celtic this afternoon. Talk us through them. Yeah, I mean the first one, uh, you know, the ball was played to to Elanusi, and he's the kind of you know left hand position cutting into on his right foot. I mean, from a, a defensive point of view, the commander point of view, they'll be disappointed because you want to show him outside. Um, but they showed him inside. He, he skipped past a couple of players, and then he hits a, a decent hit. But you know, again, Duffy and, and Broadfoot, I think uh, you know were together, and it was to say that ricocheted off someone's foot. We thought it was maybe Duffy. You guys have looked at that. We've, we've no replays here, so um, you know, either way, it was deflected past the goalkeeper, and that and that's maybe what Celtic were looking for that wee bit of good fortune um, that's been eluding them. Um, you know, for, for for the last few weeks as well. You know, sometimes those little breaks haven't went for them. This time it did. Uh, Elanusi had a relatively quiet game, but but it was, as Mark had said, if, if if he gets the credit for the goal, it's, it's as his tally um, and then after that as I said I thought Celtic played a lot better I mean like Sorrow was neat and tidy done nothing wrong you know Commander never posed a threat so it's hard to see whether he was you know he was he'd be cute enough defensively at a higher level it's, it's because Commander never posed any threat Callum McGregor was more influential in the second half pushed forward a little bit a wee bit like Gordon Dale was saying just just get a wee bit more forward play off him uh, the both full backs I said get higher and better and um, although Edward wasn't anywhere near his best, um, he occupies the defenders and that created a bit more space. So overall, Celtic were, were a lot, lot better in the second half, a lot more like themselves. And from set pieces, they were a big threat today with David Turnbull's delivery, who was absolutely excellent throughout the game. Was he your man of the match? I noticed that Christopher Iyer got it from the sponsors. Mark Wilson shaking his head furiously. I don't know why he's so against it. Who, who was your pick, Jim? Mine's would have been Greg Taylor. I, I thought he was terrific right through the game. And in the first half, he, he was trying to push on. He didn't get too often behind them. But in the second half, he was he got behind McGowan um, several times. Who, who actually stuck to his task manfully. But he, he got in and he put you know several crosses in. And David Turbo was was probably you know the the pick of the bunch in, in terms of the midfield players because every time he gets it, he gets on the half turn. He had shots at goal. He's trying to play forward passes, and that's what you want from that type of player. Someone who is, as Gordon was saying earlier on there, even if he does make a bad pass, even if he hits a pass, give me it again, I'll make the right pass the next time. Never shies away from responsibility. Um, so I thought he was very, very good, but I would have probably given it to Greg Taylor. 0141 it's now over to you. What did you make of the game, Celtic fans? Has that made you feel a bit better about things? It's two wins in a row. How do you feel overall going into the cup final? Rangers fans, you've had a bit longer to take a look back in the events at Tanadice. What did you make of them? 0141-951-1025. The open line is next. After the action, it's your reaction. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL and Jim Duffy are here They're all waiting on you We want to know what you made of the football this weekend Celtic fans just finished a 2-0 win against Kilmarnock at Celtic Park What pleased you? How much better have the last two games made you feel? I'm sure some of you do still think that the league is gone Or that Neil Lennon needs to uh, be removed Whatever it may be But I'm sure out, out there there'll be uh, some who've maybe come round a little bit um, after a difficult few weeks So let us know on the phones Or on Twitter at Clyde SSB Rangers fans as well Same to you What did you make of the game At Tannadice Jim Duffy's still with us He was at Celtic Park Was it particularly that Second half performance Jim? 
Yeah, I mean, the, 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 I mean, the first half, as I said, was okay, as, as, as Andrew had said at half time. But uh, the, the second half was miles better. I mean, the tempo, the energy, the, the you know, moving the ball quicker. Uh, everything was was a lot lot better and a lot more like Celtic the way you would expect Celtic to play at Celtic Park and put teams under pressure constant pressure. Commander could never really go up the pitch, never threatened at all. He won corner with that kind of you know comfortable save for Con Hazard. Other than that, he had absolutely nothing to do right throughout the game. So defensively, Celtic were sound um, without you know without having to stretch themselves. But going forward, they were a lot better, a lot slicker. Um, ask more questions of the defenders. Ask more questions of the opposition goalkeeper. So still with that final ball, and as I said, Edward still you know not not near the levels he, he can be. Uh, and if he gets up to speed, then obviously they, they would definitely be more of a threat. But generally speaking, um, much more like Celtic, and, and I think Neil Lennon will be delighted with the particularly the second half performance and, and the overall result in clean sheet. Clean sheet, that's what I was about to ask you next I'm glad you mentioned it because they're always good But when you really need one, Jim I think that's 14 games Celtic's second clean sheet in 14 games They were in desperate need of one Yeah, but they were helped by Kilmarnock to be honest with you Because they never really looked I mean, Kabamba who'd given Celtic a few problems before Down at Kilmarnock Never really had any change whatsoever Out of Julian or, or, or Duffy uh, and they had no supporting player, you know, um, you know, so the, 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 it was quite isolated. So that helped. There's no doubt about that. But nevertheless, as I said, Celtic controlling the, the game by by dominating the ball uh, didn't allow Kilmarnock any opportunities either. Um, so you know, just overall, I think as I said, it was a it was a good solid uh, performance from the defence uh, and middle to front was much more like Celtic, as I said, in terms of. You know, being positive, as I said, David Tumble, as I mentioned, every time he got he got on the ball, he tried to do something positive. He either ran with it, he played, passed it forward, he, you know, he tried to be creative. And, and I think that's something that Celtic have missed. I, th- I still think they lack a little bit, as, as Mark had said earlier on, getting in behind and stretching defenders at times and someone just making a run off the ball at times. I still think they've got a little bit to find on that. But but overall, as I said, they were, they, you know, they were a much more potent Celtic team today and, as I said, and much more solid at the back. And, and, and a threat at every set piece because Turnbull's delivery was, was superb right throughout the game. 0141-951-1025 Michael is first up as a Celtic fan tonight What is it Michael? Baby steps? 10 in a row is back on? Or somewhere in the middle? How are you feeling? Hi Gordon Hi Mark Hi Hugh Hi Jim I uh, hope you guys are well Yeah today I think We finally clicked I think that For everything we've been through this season I think that today We finally put in a really good performance And really comfortable at the back I think Shane Duffy needed somebody like Julian to talk him through the game as well. I think he's been lacking that. Connor Hazard, very commanding keeper. We won the midfield battle. Toro and Sun, uh, Tumble and Sorrow, great. And going forward, we were always a threat. First half we would drive, but second half really picked it up. The only disappointment we'd have, we didn't score more. But for me, 10 in a row is definitely back on. So so back on. Um, have you ever... So you, have you changed your mind about that? Has today convinced you that it's back on? Or have you just had... Faith all along I've had faith all along I mean I grew up In the 2000s Or the noughties As it's like to be called I remember O'Neill v McLeish I remember Strachan v Smith When it was You know Every week was a cup final One slip up And you know Your rivals were in front It was always really tight We've got 24 games now To turn it around I never gave up faith And I hope the Celtic fans Now get behind the team Because The way they played the day They showed what they can do Ten in a row still on Hugh Keevan says uh, Michael 
you know, Michael's entitled to to be cheerful and optimistic. The Celtic fans have had enough misery for weeks now, uh, but I think it's a very optimistic assessment of things. To be honest, I mean, Connor Hazard, good luck to him. May he play in the cup final and may he win a medal after three games in the Celtic first team. However, you can't say he was a commanding goalkeeper because nobody came near him for the whole game. Uh, so, you know, Sorrow did well, uh, Turnbull did well, but, you know, for, for half a game it wasn't the best. Uh, the second half of the game it was good, but it wouldn't be enough. Today would not be enough for me. On its own to say that's it, the corner has been turned, and the ten in a row but is the, back on. But the big problem, Hugh, is yeah, it's a good start for Celtic. I thought second half today they were excellent. I really did. I thought they were a lot better. And there are people out there believe ten in a row, but you've got to look across the city and think. You look at this Rangers team. Where are they going to slip up just oh, now? Oh. You're actually hoping something happens to them, which doesn't look possible. Well, Celtic have got to hope that in the second of January. They slip up at Ibrox against Celtic, and that is the beginning, uh, some sort of revival. But what is there four games to go until that point? Celtic have got to use this as a springboard today. This second half in particular, I thought the first half was, you know, was a tough watch, but they still created chances. The second forty-five minutes, they've got to use it as a springboard into the cup final. The other three games to go into January the second, get a result, and maybe just maybe. There is some sort of revival But it's still a long way away at the minute Jim Duffy well, It just shows you how quickly You know, <laughs> opinions and that can change You know, I mean, uh, you know, one game Can can, can change an opinion, you know and one Or one half of performance even um, But the most important thing for Celtic today Was just winning, you know, that that that, that, that was it You know, in a nutshell, you know I mean, performance, yeah, you, you know, they were better But ultimately, it was all about getting three points Particularly after Rangers winning the game today So, yeah, as the guys keep saying You know, they have to keep winning They have to get on, that's two now Two wins back to back, you know, which uh, doesn't seem a lot but you know just o- over the last couple of months it's, it was important so they've just got to keep that going now and I think it will help obviously they've got the cup final next week which is huge Robin Nielsen was sitting across from us today um, so he was there doing his, doing his homework um, it'll be interesting to see uh, how they approach the game next week but listen as, as Hugh said an unprecedented quadruple treble is is, uh, is, uh, is the target for next week so they can put the, the league campaign behind them for a few days they'll have a better lead up to the, the cup final absolutely no doubt about that they'll get into the game a lot more confident than they would have done a week ago so yeah a very good weekend for Celtic all round and they'll, they'll look forward to the challenge of the cup final next week Michael you know that you almost called them Toro and Sunbull and now I can't get it out of my head look what you've done to me I, know, I, I, I can't I, I've been rehearsing it in my head to make sure I don't repeat it back to you um, Sorrow and Turnbull you were happy with them what What in particular um, that's two games in a row now they've both been in the midfield well Turnbull for me he's one of the players that one of the few players that has a really really good delivery I mean he's twice um he tripled Kamarnock today, one with a goal and one way at the start with Julian's header. Sorrow as well, very, very strong in midfield. Absolutely won a lot won all his tackles, drove us forward. <clears throat> I'm optimistic because next week is a cup final. I think today, I think if it starts with that same team, win the cup, the, the team will feel like winners again and go from there. The second of January, we need to play like that. We need to play attacking football. Drown Rangers out 
Because Rangers today in the first half I saw it against Dundee United looked a bit shaky. We need to do that to them and hopefully they get something from the game. Yeah, it's a big ask. I think that uh, football is all about confidence. Um, next week, you're right. I think if they go and win the cup mm. final, and I do expect them to win the cup final, Gordon. I've got to say, it's interesting to see what team he puts out. I don't think I'll be far away from the team. What about Michael's point there, though? We need to play like that, as in today no, against Rangers. No, they need to play better. Not. Um, I thought second half they played very well, but they played a Kamarnock team that really never offered a lot. When you go to Ibrox and you're playing against a Rangers side that's in the form it's they're in, then they're certainly going to offer a lot more against you. Uh, they'll test you more because if you look at Celtic today, Hazard, he didn't really get tested at all. That's not going to happen at Ibrox. So they've still got a few games to build that momentum, that confidence. Uh, but going to Ibrox will be a different different game. They will need to, to get anything, they'll need to be at their very, very best. Uh, Jim, Michael was also... Praising David Turnbull As you did You hinted at it earlier Was the main feature of his performance The set piece delivery? No it wasn't the main No the main feature was the fact is That every time he got it He tried to be positive He was always on the, the half turn As I said He was always looking for forward passes He was always looking to link up the play In the final third uh, So that the main feature for me Was that he gave Celtic um, You know a real positivity uh, In the game um, the, the, the set pieces is always a bonus there's no doubt about that particularly when you've got somebody like Shane Duffy you Julian you Dyer you've got a real presence in there um, So, but you've still got to deliver it and then the, 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 the Duffy's header was a fantastic goal so he deserves a bit of credit as well listen he's used to the ball wasn't always great but you know defensively he did what he had to do today and as I said he come up with an important goal but yeah, yeah I mean David Turnbull's a no, no doubt, as Neil Lennon said, he had the COVID situation and it took a bit of time to settle in. But in the last couple of games, you can now see why they've invested in him. And, and uh, you know, that that um, that looks a shrewd investment <laughs> and, and, and kind of uh, counterbalances some of the, the, the other the other signings that haven't been as popular. Certainly, David Turnbull looks as if he could be a good piece of business. Yeah, I think it feeds in, into one, Gordon, when you're asking about the set pieces, because uh, Jim's saying it's correct, you know, always positive, always in the half turn, always looking to make something happen. And then I think once you get a corner kick, you go up with that confidence, you know, and you're whipping balls in with pace on them rather than tentatively putting them in. It's a great weapon to have a set piece taker that can put the ball in the money. We see it with Rangers, with Barisic and Tavernier. And when Turnbull plays for Celtic, it looks like they've got it That they know where the ball's going to go Duffy and Ayer and Julian can attack those areas And it results in goals But I thought he was terrific today I thought Turnbull was unlucky not to get man in the match Celtic still living game by game We can talk about today being uh, a, An ordinary first half Followed by a very pleasing second half for Neil Lennon Next Sunday Cup final Under the same rules Win it or else 1025 Thank you to Michael in Townhead We've got Stuart hanging on the line Let's hear what Stephen Gerrard made Of today's 2-1 win at Tannadice Yeah, fantastic effort from the players Over the course of that run Said it many a times It's about just taking each challenge as it comes And this was a real tricky one today You can see the pitches are starting to turn The weather um, And you know, add that to the fact that Dundee are a competitive team So we've handled and dealt with everything That's been thrown at us today So we're really proud of the performance yeah, we've done enough, we've done enough, we created the most chances, we dominated the whole second half, 
uh, we should have had a penalty. Um, so all in all, we, we take the points away and deservedly so. It was through no lack of effort. We kept pushing. We, we just maybe lacked that little bit of quality. You know, Kamar's pass to Morelos. You'd expect us to go and kill the game off. Uh, Connor has a left foot one that goes over the bar. Scotty a little deft header at the front post. So there was three, four really good moments. And, you know, and if you get the penalty, that's another big moment. Um, so while it's a two-one, you know, you're always thinking, could it be one of them days that goes against you? But our game management and I thought the substitutions, substitutions helped us get over the line um, and we're going to have to win games like that from now till February we're going to get these tricky games uh, where the conditions don't really suit our style but we've got to be big and, and, and come through them um, That's something that you guys mentioned at the time it was in the midst of that you felt Rangers should have had a penalty also Yeah, I, I, I do, I think it was Connolly on Goldson um, I thought Connolly had his arms wrapped around him and, and hold him to the ground and unlucky not to get a penalty but Stephen Gerrard's assessment there you know, I think spot on. You know, that two one suggests it was closer than what it was. I think they were well in control of the game. Should have been more. Um, the only thing I don't agree with him on is the is the Morelos situation. Let's bring in Stuart, who's a Rangers fan in Bayless. And I'm gonna assume that my computer screen's broken here, Stuart. It says Stuart, Rangers fan who's happy that Celtic won. Explain that to me. Uh well, see the simple reason is I wasn't happy, but I want Rangers to win the league. On their own merits, no, on Kilmarnock, St Johnson, or anybody else. And I don't want the Rangers team to get a bit complacent, a bit cocky, thinking what Celtic did, or they're going to definitely win 10 in a row. It gives, it'll give the players the edge to say, no, hang on, they might be catching up. But if other teams keep beating Celtic, then you sort of, I would say, they maybe just relax a wee bit. Gerrard's got him in a good place uh, So I want a good title fight And I think um, It's like the Daniel will prove it Yeah I, I mean I, 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 I get I get the logic Hugh I'm sure there are oh. other Rangers fans listening Who go stuff that I'd rather mm-hmm. have it wrapped up by February Well um, first of all I don't think there are any grounds For accusing Rangers of complacency uh, 27 games and no defeats tells you there's no complacency uh, They were wasteful today Should have won by a far bigger margin The score doesn't reflect Rangers' domination of the game But they are winning the league on their own efforts They they are not relying on anyone What Celtic or Hibs or Aberdeen do is of no consequence Rangers just keep on winning Conceding very, very few goals Only four so far And they look at the moment As if that will be the case Up to and including The 2nd of January So for me They are winning the league On their own efforts It has nothing to do with any other club What else did you make of the game At Tanadice today, Stuart? Uh, well, only seen the first half uh, Tavernier's goal World class uh, usual Just Rangers Plodding away Plodding away Then Everything they do And they're brilliant I mean They're, they're firing Those cylinders Yeah they certainly are And Gordon mm. Tavernier's free kicks The type of free kick That we don't mind Speaking about Time oh, and time again All the, day long All day long You've got to give credit To Tavernier It's a What 30 yards out and uh, Well at least At yeah, least You'd be looking at Possibly a bit more He's got a lot to do and the goalkeeper's a decent goalkeeper And he dies full length Gordon 
can't blame the goalkeeper for his positioning, but it doesn't matter. It's by him, it's in the top corner. It's executed absolutely brilliantly. And you've got to say, it will be up there as, as probably one of the goals of the season. It'll be very hard to beat because that is top quality. And, um, you know, Tavernier's been sensational since the start of the season. The amount of goals, assists, everything's going brilliantly for him. And I agree with you. I don't think that um, Rangers are depending on anybody else to go and win the league. They're doing a good job at it so far themselves. I think you're talking... It's banging on the door of 35 yards I would say Mark From Very my un, untrained eye Incredible. Just having another look at it Incredible to, You know usually Free kicks from that range You know or the laces through it Touch to the side kind of One of those numbers But to get power Direction You know Over the bar The dip Everything into the top corner Is exceptionally difficult And not just off the cuff Practice time and time again I think Andy Halliday was saying that he's he practices mm-hmm. constantly and you're seeing it. And you up know, the hill as well, Mark. Up the hill. <laughs> up the hill. A wee bit extra power. <laughs> I will notice. <laughs> I mean, Jim Duffy, Stuart's fear, if you can call it that, is, is complacency. He wants Celtic, not to get too close, but to, to, to win here and there so that Rangers uh, don't get complacent. It might happen, obviously, but they, they just seem to be coming through all types of tests at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I think that excuse. I don't think any Rangers fan would complain too much if if uh, Celtic drop points today, or you know, any team takes some points off, keep keep the gap as as big and as wide as you possibly can. But you know, I, I get the point that it, it, it certainly keeps the edge. You know, Rangers, it makes sure that they, um, you know, they, they they keep they keep that level of uh, that standard up, and they don't drop their standards. But uh, there's no sign of that happening just now. I mean, winning away at Tandex. Tandex a difficult place, you know, to go and get a result. Yeah, you know, and the, the way teams are playing against Rangers now, they're trying to stifle Rangers, they're trying to make it awkward for them. You know, they, they have that fear factor now when they play the opposition. So, you know, it was, a, it was a, a, a really good result today. And, you know, we get back to the Tavernier free kick. I mean, I think he only did but one step to it as well. I mean, he's absolutely whipped it in. It's an unbelievable free kick. And again, when you've got players like him, uh, like most of the Rangers players playing at the very top of their game, then there's no sign that the, that those standards are going to drop because um, Stephen Gerrard just seems to be, you know, emphasising all the time. And, and again, their squad's stronger as well, so that keeps that competition as well within the within the dressing room. Thank you to Stuart. Why not give us a call and join Stuart on the lines? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. There's always a lot of interest in what Neil Lennon has to say after a game of football at the moment. You can hear from him right here next. Games are over. The talking begins. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL, Jim Duffy, all here. You're spoiled for choice. Who you want to moan at or shout at or abuse, just keep it polite. It's coming up to Christmas after all. We're looking back on two big games in the Premiership. The latest one, a 2-0 victory for Celtic against Kilmarnock and a 2-1 victory. For Rangers at Tannadice a bit earlier on today What are you two whispering at in the corner? Like a couple of stupid schoolboys, honestly Can I help you? Is there something you want to share with the class? That's no, what they always used no, to say No, Mark's just bragging about his Bristol City days again the, the lad scored a terrific goal for Fulham And he's going, I played with him <laughs> He was a young to, kid at Bristol I used to run a boo with him well, I'm scared to ask this What's his name? What is that pink fluffy thing hanging out of your tracksuit bottoms? <laughs> Seriously, what is that? It's hot water bottle. <laughs> it's a what? A hot water bottle. A hot water bottle. Yeah, yeah for my hip. <laughs> it's when got. I'm not young. It's got a unicorn on it. 
It's a pink fluffy unicorn pull hot that, water pull bottle Pull that out of your trousers and let me see it I, See the amount of people that said that to me in my head <laughs> Oh my <laughs> goodness it? Hugh, this is he never the, Genuinely, this doesn't work on radio Gordon DL, 57 year old man Has got a pink unicorn <laughs> hot water bottle Stuffed down his tracksuit bottoms And he's claiming it's for his, his hip operation One day Hugh, when you get a bit stuffed down there you got a bit of heat on it Just to ease it off no, One day I'm not picking up on that one either When the memoirs are written <laughs> be these, these episodes Will be included in the memoirs A, a full chapter on Gordon Dale's Pink fluffy hot water bottle I just There's a wee gap between my two computer screens And I thought What is that anyway In the, in the one afternoon He's got married And his wife has left him On the day of the wedding <laughs> And now he's got a hot water bottle in his trousers Anyway, right, keep the calls coming in Let's hear from Neil Lennon It's always been worth listening carefully To what he's had to say in recent weeks after games A 2-0 win against Kilmarnock These are the thoughts of the Celtic manager I thought we were excellent I thought we deserved to win the game by a lot more So I'm very happy with the, the whole team uh, the, the subs, the squad It was a very, very good all-round performance today uh, Thoroughly dominant against a very good side So it's a step in the right direction. We did need a little bit more. We said that in the final third, and we certainly got. I thought we started the second half great, and we never really looked back after that. Um, and I thought our player deserved the, the goal when I mean, it came, and I thought we deserved more goals. But I'm really delighted with the the win in the clean sheet. You know, you want a performance. I think that's the philosophy here. You want the result and the performance. So it's not. I don't like you know. The, the, this philosophy of like we need to grind out results I want us to play and play positively and I think we got all that today I'm just pleased that we won and played well because they're capable of that a few of them have been drifting and we've we've been drifting for you know six seven games but you know the scene we've got a little bit of mojo back and that can only help and encourage things as we go along we get a week now to build for a cup final which we're all looking forward to but um, it was important we won and it's important we put a consistent run together now for a concerted period of time Sean and Kilmarnock How do Neil Lennon's Post-match thoughts Stack up against your own? Uh, I, I, I would absolutely um, Agree um, it's, it's no um, It's no surprise I've been a big Neil Lennon fan I've been a big advocate Of Neil Lennon on the show um, I, do, I think What he said Makes 100% sense I think this is a big week In the Scottish Cup final I think um, my point, the reason I phoned in is because the last time we played Kilmarnock, I actually phoned in. It was an early kick-off. I spoke to yourselves and I was a bit disgusted, a bit worried about how easily um, Kabamba had kind of pushed Ayer and Julian about. Um, I think today, Kabamba shouldn't be doing that against Celtic on a regular basis. I just think today was a good perfor- was a professional performance more than it was a, a good performance. I just think the timing's good. Um, get into the Scottish Cup final I think, also think there was a caller who'd mentioned the 10's not gone I've never believed the 10 has gone I just I believe that Rangers are playing well Rangers are putting Celtic under pressure um, as long as we can perform like we, we did in the second half today I think that it builds confidence and sure it's already alluded to the fact it's game by game but game by game that's every season game by game you build the confidence, clean sheets, that's what it's all about. I think uh, Neil Lennon did what any manager in his position would do. He has started to talk up everybody. He said that, uh, that he was happy uh, with the whole team, he was happy with the subs, he was happy with the squad. Now, he's just talking up 
everybody because that's what he has to do between now and next Sunday, Cup final day. Uh, he admitted the team had been drifting, to use his word, but he got a positive development today, so he has to seize upon it. I don't think it proves that the corner has been turned. I don't think it proves that Rangers can be caught. I don't know if it even proves Celtic won the Cup, but it is a positive step in the right direction, as Neil Lennon said, and he's doing what he has to do Talk everybody up right now. Would you make of that, Sean? Yeah, I think um, I think I think Rangers can be caught. I think well, before last weekend, the kind of talking. I'll, I'll always go back to Hugh, who said like Celtic cannot afford to drop points, and I tended I tend to agree with that. We watched the game. You're thinking, goodness sake, what's happening here? I just think I, I said to my partner, she's right here right now. There was something. This is only my opinion. There was something about Neil Lennon's. Um, interview post-match last week and I thought something's changed I don't know what it is and it's easy for me to say that in hindsight after two good results but I just think listen we've not become a bad team overnight there's absolutely no doubt and I don't think Rangers are world beaters either listen Rangers are playing well I watched the game today I thought had Dundee United had a wee bit more quality they could have got at Rangers but there's no doubt Rangers were the better team and there's no doubt that Rangers won the great today but they're still picking up the three points and that's, that's what teams who have ambitions to win the league need to do but that's I, I'm focusing my team seven points at the at midway through December is not that is not um, insurmountable and I just feel like as long as Celtic can get their head back in the game churn out results whether you're playing well or not, we need to we need to be putting Rangers under pressure and, and see what their metal's made of. Yeah, that's obviously the case. You and the best example, um, I'll put this to Jim Duffy because he'll be freezing there. I might just want to bring him in and, and give him some involvement, make sure he's still with us. Uh, Jim Duffy, the best chance to do that is the, when you play each other, obviously. Um, but because other than that, it, it, it becomes difficult for Celtic with the way things are scheduled. Now, Sean mentions putting Rangers under pressure, but the time. Celtic go to Ibrox Rangers will have already played another league game And these are games that Celtic are going to have to To catch up on So opportunities to put them under pressure Are few and far between at the moment Yeah and I think you say there were seven points But that's presuming you won the games in hand And there might be more points required As you said after next weekend Depending how is it Rangers v Motherwell I think it is next week So it's um, Yeah I mean listen Celtic have just got to go about their business uh, he said that he never lost faith and he, he, he believes in, in, in some cause but there's there's been protests over the last few weeks and again there was a protest before the game today so a lot of Celtic fans are of the belief that they can't they cannot turn it around but uh, you know from Neil Lennon's point of view to take this game in isolation his team done the job they were asked to do today they played better um, they were much more positive um, so from today's point of view and from Thursday against Lille it was a lot better as I said if they can continue that by winning the cup there will definitely be a, a better uh, a, a more of a feel good factor about the club and that will help confidence but they still have to win all of the games between now and January the 2nd and then of course then it's a, there's, a, there's, that, there's that huge match then but you know they have to just keep just try to keep building on 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 result after result and games you would expect them to win. Let's be honest, they would expect to win this game today. So um, you know they've just got to keep doing it and 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 we'll see see what happens next week. 
Thank you to Sean in Kilmarnock 01419511025 on the phones. Let's go straight back there and speak to Alan, who's a Rangers fan. What have you got for us tonight, Alan? I just want to say how good is Tavernier. I mean, I, I've been saying uh, this season, last season, how good is he? It's just getting better and better. Again, another world-class goal today. <laughs> I just hope we keep him forever. I really do. I think he's excellent. I think he's the best player in Scotland. Without a doubt I just want to know What your opinion is on that Well you can't keep him forever um, But I don't think You'll get too many arguments In the studio Hugh No No not at all uh, you know, Way out in front uh, As the Leading contender For player of the year uh, What is it now 17 goals 12 assists uh, He is the tallies man He is the The beating heart Of the side uh, and he's the main contributor He is the top goal scorer in the Premiership And he's a fullback. Uh, as I say, I do not bother about the number of penalties he scored Because Scotland are going to Euro 2020 because of penalties The art of penalty taking is not to be dismissed As some sort of fluke or lucky uh, aspect to your game uh, So Tavernier is leading the charge Rangers are leading the charge for the title and uh, right now, if you're a Rangers supporter, uh, this is as good as it gets. I'm getting a lot of feedback actually saying that today was the best performance seen by a fullback at Tannadice since the 0405 season. <laughs> oh, when Mark, when Mark yeah, Wilson yeah, was yeah. in his heyday. I would agree with that. Uh, he has to go a long way to beat that. And I think he's just Stop about it. got the other day with that free face. kick. But yeah, look, he's been outstanding. And I keep saying it every week. I have been very critical of James Tavernier over the years on this show and I think it was justified. I think defensively he was poor. You know, he was part of a Rangers team that were leaking goals. His first thought wasn't always about defending uh, and he was found out many occasions. This season, I can't see a fault in his game at all. The Go forward, brilliant, but he's part of a back four. For me, as a defender, first and foremost, you should always be part of a back four that concentrates on defending And he is He's kept clean sheet after clean sheet That's something to be proud of But to add the numbers going forward Is incredible The great irony about James Tavernier Is that this is the man who was pilloried For the Match Programme article In which he said that Rangers did not respond To teams who got in their faces And then in the biggest season of all When it was all about winning 10 in a row Or stopping 10 in a row he, above all else, proved that he could handle the intimidation. Certainly so far. Alan, what what is is, is there something that's different this season? What what is it about his form at the moment that is the standout compared to times gone by? And, well, it's like I said, it, it, it's just getting better and better. I mean it's, it's nothing standing out. His answer just getting better and better. I mean I know a couple of seasons ago there a, a lot of people were sort of dubious about him because he made a he makes the silly little mistakes now and again, but I mean, I, I love him. I think he's, he's assists, he's he's crosses in. I mean, it's he, just Rangers cannot afford to lose him. I'm telling you that right now, they cannot afford to lose him. I think he's definitely he, he will win out the title this year. Jim but Duffy, just get no, sorry, sorry, Alan Carrier. Yeah, Jim Duffy, assist stats are one that sometimes. They don't always paint a full picture Because an assist can be You know oh, It's just the last person To touch the ball And then someone else Goes on a A long mazy run And bangs one in From 20 yards And the the initial player Gets the assist However For James Tavernier To have 12 of them At all 
is outstanding And then when you look at the nature of them Most of them are what we saw today Those pinpoint deliveries right onto Connor Goldson's head You know, real decisive assists That, that go a, a real long way to, to playing a part in the goal These numbers are phenomenal yeah, but you also, when you're a player in the middle, waiting on these things, you know that that's coming, that quality's there, you can gamble on that quality, you know, whereas it's not like, uh, you know, one every six it comes in and you think, well, you don't, you never know where it's going to go. It's always in the same area, it's always with uh, delivered with pace, um, accuracy, um, so therefore that, that takes uh, practice, it takes, um, you know, working working uh, with, your, with your teammates, but also I think the style that Rangers play now, they play that kind of narrow midfield three, uh, I think the last couple of seasons before that, they sometimes played with an out-and-out winger, and 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 you know didn't he always work? He's, he's, I still don't think he's first thoughts defensively. Um, I still think that if, if he's got any weakness at all, is at the back post. But nevertheless, um, you know, listen, no one's perfect, and you know, as as I said, as a modern day fullback, he's up there with the very best. Certainly in Scotland at this moment in time, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. He's, he's the best player. But if you look down south, as I said, even at the top top clubs. You know, you'll invariably find that the, it's the fullbacks now that have got the most assists, sometimes the most touches of the ball. Um, you know, they they are the creative players because um, you know they they are they are the guys that are getting the width, they're creating the width, and they're getting the delivery. And Tavernier is, is without a doubt one of the one of the best in the business. And the goal today was just absolutely top draw, absolutely phenomenal goal. Bearing in mind that Alan wants to keep him forever, Jim, which we, I think we know is not going to happen, but I appreciate the sentiment. Because he's doing it in Europe as well Are we now at a, a time when, when English clubs And I know Rangers fans won't, won't like the idea Because they want to keep him forever But must be taking notice Again, I, I've said before I think sometimes in England You know, they, they get a bit lazy They want the obvious at times You know, they want to go and spend 50 million Rather than 15 million if you want to call it that You know, for a player And uh, you know, and, and, and sometimes you look at opposition and all these things. I think they've, they've done it way. If you look at, you know, the, the players have went down there. There's been the odd one, but like like Sir John McGinn, who's just signed that five-year contract. But generally speaking, the the, the, the bigger clubs kind of w- w- want the finished article. Um, no, he's, he's he's every bit good enough to play at that level. Um, you know, the, the, there's no, there's no doubt in my mind because again, because the ways the game is played, he's quick enough. Um, his delivery, his execution, his technique, all of those things. I say that are made for the top level, but he is, I think, is he twenty eight, something like that. Yeah. Um. So, so that might. I mean, he's not old. Absolutely, he's got he's got another four or five years playing at a very good level. But, um, it might it might just be something that, that that those teams look at and think we would rather have someone who's a, mm. who's a little bit younger. Who knows? But listen, as as a player, he's doing everything he possibly can do. And as you said, he has shown the mental toughness after taking that criticism that he is as a captain and that he's responded to. Uh, whatever was required and whatever um, you know uh, questions were asked of him, he's answered them and he's delivering it on the pitch. So all credit to him; he deserves uh, every plaud and, and all the accolades going just now because he's responded both uh, from a, a strong mental position to the the, the professional performances on the pitch. Yeah, he's 29 for what it's worth, but just so we're being accurate, thank you to Alan. In the Gorbals Barry's a Celtic fan in Barhead He's got Ishmael Sorrow on his mind And we'll speak to Barry next After they play 
You have your say. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson, Gordon DL, Hugh Keevens, Jim Duffy all here. In fact, I think we should have probably sent Jim Duffy on his way just before the break. So we'll do it now, Jim. Thank you. Sorry to keep you that extra three minutes sitting there twiddling your thumbs. No, absolutely. Pleasure, guys. Uh, enjoy the rest of the show. Catch right. up with you soon. It'll be a quieter journey out for you out at Celtic Park than it was a couple of weeks ago. Don't worry. Thank you to Jim Duffy. 01419511025 on the phones. Let's go to Barry, who's a Celtic fan in Barhead. What jumped out for you today, Barry? Uh, it's Lama Soro. I thought he was outstanding today. Um, I know Jim Duffy kind of said he never had much to do, but. I'll beg to differ. It's all about opinions. Um, I thought in the second half especially, when he got the ball in the middle of the park, he was finding uh, guys in space, passing. I thought McGregor looked a completely different player with him next to him. McGregor got to Rome. I think Tumble uh, is a lot better. Well, he is enterprising. I don't know how much of that's to do with Sorrow. But my main point is that this could have, seven points behind we're in just now, this could have been avoided if Soro was brought in the team quicker. Tumble was brought in the team quicker. Um, we didn't do that. We stuck. We tried and tested. Com tried and tested. They are tried and tested, but to a point where they're not performing week in week out, then the squad has to be rotated. And this is what's so annoying because I don't want you in to be sacked as manager. But if, at the end of the day, if results aren't good enough, then you're going to be sacked. And it was just it's and it's so bittersweet to see us playing a wee bit better now. When it could have been so much sooner if the team had been um, rotated properly. What do you think? Well, there's a certain element of assumption in there, you know, that if Sorrow and Turnbull had been in the side uh, in August, uh, it wouldn't be the way it is just now. You know, we'll never know that for sure. Uh, they, they to, to be fair to Barry, though, if if we're acknowledging that they have come in and had a positive impact on the team, it's a pretty obvious question staring you in the face as to could that positive impact have happened. Eight, eight weeks ago Well can I then Put forward to you The fact that Lille uh, Given the team That they fielded On Thursday night I'm not taking it Away from Celtic's Performance But that was not Lille bursting a gut Kilmarnock But they're still better Than Ross County Or St Johnson Or any of the other teams That have been giving Celtic trouble recently Well again You know Kilmarnock today Sorrow did very well As did Turnbull But I think it's it's a major assumption to think If Sorrow and Turnbull had been there mm. Things would not be as they are now It might be a major assumption for Hugh But a lot of Celtic fans are making it Mark That's why Neil, That's why no one's queuing up right now To say Neil Lennon you're a tactical genius Thank you so much for bringing Turnbull and Sorrow in The, the automatic conclusion is Why was that not done sooner? Um, yeah and you can see that argument We've had many callers in this show Claiming that Sorrow should uh, should have been in the team weeks ago uh, and desperate to see him, we've said that Turnbull, you know, what has he got to do to get his chance? He, he looks lively, so I suppose there there is an argument. I, you know, my opinion on it. Yeah, Sorrow very good today. I thought Turnbull very good. I'll keep going back to it. I think just freshening the thing up. I think the the players who have served Celtic so well over the years and over all these titles and cups. Have went a bit stale At the minute That's not to say That they're done By any manner I means They could They could benefit From a couple of weeks Sitting on the bench But you had two Fresh Young players Hungry players With good ability 
it lifts others around about them. And I thought that's what you got today, especially I, second half. I can understand Neil Lennon's situation, Gordon. I think he was loyal to players that achieve so much. And Neil looks at these players, and Matt's right. They're not bad mm. players. They're just off for them. It's not happening for them. Yeah, in hindsight, I think that Turnbull for me should always been in quicker. But I, I still feel like really? that's been. I think you've been unfair to Barry and other Celtic fans. It's not just hindsight. The, this is the whole point. It's not hindsight. This has been getting called for for ages. That's the yeah, opposite but, of hindsight. But yeah, what but, happens if they went in and the ref dragged them down? Fine, fine. But, yeah. but that's that's still, we can't we cannot stand here and say that it's just hindsight. Right, so, but, that's just so, factually so, not true. We're really asking the question: Why did Neil not make that decision? Right? You said he was loyal to other I players. Think, wrongly I, loyal, then? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, looking at it now, of course, the evidence is there. He's uh, wrongly uh, loyal to them. But I can understand Neil as a manager looking at Scott Browns and people like that, the Christie's and, and you know, the people that he's left out and, and decided, hold on a minute, these guys are serial winners of one cup. I'll stick with them, I'll turn this week. I can totally understand mm. that. But it didn't. And he had to make the choice. And I think these two guys coming in have given them the energy. And also, as much as we've not seen much of the goalkeeper today, we've got a clean sheet for Celtic. I think that's a positive yeah, as well. Don't say that very often. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, Barry, you want to come back in? Uh, it's just basically, um, Hugh said uh, a Lille team that um, I don't know what words he used there went as if they weren't up for it or anything like that. Lille were going to win that group. Hugh, they're two points off PSG. So he says that it's, it's not a big deal for Sora to come and have an impact. I think it's. I think that's pretty rough uh, I did not say at any point It was not a big deal I said that It was a game That was comfortable For Celtic uh, Lille left out players uh, I do understand Where the group stood But they did leave out Many players uh, I, I just think that You know If the cup final Is lost to Hearts Does that make Sorrow and Turnbull A bad idea? Again what, what, that I still don't see How that adds anything To to this That's just a, a, a hypothetical because, Down the line Because Barry is making the point That had Sorrow and Turnbull Been there from the start mm. Celtic would not be 13 oh, I, points I behind that, Rangers yeah. <laughs> no, no 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 hold on a minute Hugh I never said that I said You should have been given a chance Okay He was given Brown 60 minutes He takes Brown off after 60 minutes Most games Now When Brown does start Okay And he never gave Sorrow A chance now that is the most Annoying part Because he was going With other players Like Cham Stuff like that They've let us do this season that's my point I was trying to make He should have been given a chance Coming off the bench More often To see what he could do if I think that's very hard To argue with 30, Barry 37 there. minutes Until Until the, the Lille game Shmaila mm-hmm. Soro had played 37 yeah. minutes In a Celtic jersey At the very very least Without anyone accusing you Of going over the top If you've looked at his performances today And on Thursday night You can at least say You think he deserved More than 37 minutes Up to that point 100% And I think that's what I'm saying About Barry's point Saying well You know even coming off the bench He should have been given The opportunity To uh, show what he can do He was brought in For decent money As was Turnbull We kept what was going on About Turnbull Turnbull's shown That he can play And a big part So I think Barry's Got a fair point there Let's bring in Let's thank Barry First and foremost And bring in Simon Who's a Kilmarnock fan How did you see that today Simon from a, a Kelly perspective I'm actually really disappointed uh, that we didn't take anything at the game. I think that um, I think that we were pretty much in control. It was a very much Kilmarnock against Celtic performance up until the deflected goal that went in for the Celtics opener. And ever from that point, since Celtic got that little bit of luck, um, I think the game changed. I'm a bit, I'm a bit disappointed though in Alex Dyer again. 
and I feel like I'm a bit of a broken record here and it's it's upsetting to me because I really want Alex Dyer to succeed I loved him as assistant manager I think he's a great guy met him a couple of times a lovely lovely bloke I just don't think he's cut out for a football manager I think he's, his decision making is terrible his team selection is poor his substitutions again two weeks in a row have been either too late or have been the wrong ones today we had brought on three players in Brophy, Buck and Malumbu who should have started the game um, I just think it's I think it's a really with this, you could see in the performance today that there is potential in the team and I just don't think we're living up to it under Alex Dyer and it's, a, it's really really disappointing because I hear people Celtic fans especially waxing lyrical about Sorrow and Turnbull I think Turnbull had a good game today I don't even think Sorrow was the best midfielder on the park though I think Alan Power had a better game than Sorrow and if Alan Power was in a Celtic jersey he would be an absolute hero amongst them he does exactly everything that you want from a Scottish Premiership midfielder and I think the, the old, that's very much overreaction towards towards Sorrow because he's had two decent games but as I say from a Kilmarnock perspective I really genuinely think we could we could have got some at the game today and I think it was down to Alex Dyer's decision making that cost us and from a commander perspective that's really frustrating because we've only won one sale since the 60s so it'd be very nice to have gotten something today I recognise a lot of what Simon says from a no, no, no pun intended oh. um, from, from a sort of wee team if you like having having seen that movie before Gordon you mm. come away from a defeat like that and you think oh, we should have gone for that more and they were there for the taking and we, we should have given it more I don't know Is that the case today Or do you sometimes forget then That although Celtic have had their troubles no, They've still I, got better I th- players Yeah I think I think the difference today uh, First half um, I thought Kamarnock looked very well organised I thought they, they limited Celtic I just thought Celtic lifted the game a little bit Pace Moving the ball uh, Better movement off the ball Quality of passing And sometimes You know With the better players And especially at Celtic Park and then they get the goal, and the game's really ended. I don't, I don't think Kamarnock offered a lot. That's to that. looking at the stats. Didn't I mean, offer a lot at Celtic, all. Celtic, you know, sixty-four percent possession, twenty-six attempts in goal, nine in target, eleven corners. They're meaningless, says Simon. They're they're not meaningless when you win two 0 And Simon, you're coming on and saying Kamarnock were in control of the game. What were the stats? Mark, what were the stats when uh, Kilmarnock beat Celtic 2-1 at uh, Rugby Park? But the only stats are matters when the ball goes in the net. So when you're course, saying no, what the point, I, the point I'm making, the point I'm making, Mark, is that the point I'm making is that Kilmarnock were comfortable in the game until that decision and until that goal, sorry, went in with a deflection, and then after that, that was the point in which the the change had to be made by our manager, and it wasn't made. We've had many games where we've had no possession. Look at Scotland going to Serbia. Look at Scotland under Steve Clark. We've had many games where we've had no possession or limited possession and we've came away with the victory. You can't just say because obviously Kilmarnock are going to sit in and sit deep. That's going to be our tactic when we go to Celtic Park. So obviously Celtic are going to have the majority of possession. As a Kilmarnock fan, that first 45 minutes, I, I, wasn't, I didn't feel worried once with Celtic coming forward. The first, I didn't even feel worried at the attack when it came off the deflection because I was confident Kilmarnock were going to clear it. It took two deflections and ended up in the back of the net. But where so did you feel confident that Kilmarnock were going to get a goal and get back into the game? Because they offered nothing, really. Make it quick, that's Simon. That's, oh, sorry, that's what I was saying, Gordon, because yeah. I think that uh, Eamon Brophy should have started the game. I thought he would have offered more of, a, yeah. uh, more of an attack than uh, Kamamba did today. Good man Simon We'll maybe pick up on that Another time As you can hear We are out of time I'd love to keep you on longer Can't do it at the moment Thank you to Simon And Kilmarnock
keep it brief you Round it all up for us Rangers did what they had to do They were wasteful But got there And the score does not reflect Their domination of the game Celtic did what they had to do Which was win And Neil Lennon has praised it All and sundry That's what he has to do Ahead of a cup final Another challenge For Neil Lennon next Sunday It's mid-December It's nearly Christmas The trees are up The decorations are on The lights are shining And it's Scottish Cup final week Strange times indeed We're back tomorrow night At 6 o'clock With Hugh Keevans And Alex Ray And we'd love for you to join us We'll do it at 6 o'clock The chart show's up next